Right, let me make the mic hike. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Rel, what's going on? Y'all in here early. It's good to see you. on a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Sunday. Oh, my man Frodo up in the building. That's what's up. It's good to see. Let me know how I'm sounding out here, bro. I'm just checking everything out, making sure I am good. Def Mobile, what up? Back from the dead, what up? Assemble, I see you in there. What's going on, Bounty Boom? What is going on, AKW Cat Daddy Early? This is good. This is good. And we know how the levels get out of talk to the people. What's going on, guys? Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Oh, you said I sound like I sound love. That's what I'm talking about. Lunkin, yeah, we hoping for a fire one, man. We hoping for a fire one. Thank y'all for the love. Tuesday special edition. It's good to see y'all up in here, man. <laughs> Game play the Lord Colin, Colin into the Viper Den. Brave you all, respect me. Listen, Colin's a real one. <laughs> Addict's a bit hot, six layer. He's a bit hot. <laughs> he said you're slightly hot. Maybe your, your mic level a little high. Is that better? Yeah, it sounds good to me. That's what's up. All right, so look. Lord Colin has responded. He will be in the room soon. Def Singer, what's going on? He will be in the room soon. We're just waiting for the other Lord. Oh, man. We got Lords of Gaming.net. Editor-in-Chief, the legendary Josh Redding. What's going on? Assemble. Everybody's in here. Feels good. Yes, I'll let the king loose on the topic. I know what y'all want. I know what y'all want. You know what I'm Six Nine said you're good now. He said you're good now. All right, so look, we're going to chill for a minute. The, uh, like I said, Colin will be up in here. Solve is pulling up. Let's wait for King. And then 5 p.m. Eastern, y'all. Y'all know what time it is. The realm be back. See y'all in a bit.
Chillin', watch them and eat snacks in the attic I wanted to chill with the pack and be like a young whoop But then they would mistake me for addict If I can imagine it's cool to get you some advice Then invite your girl to your squadron Cause if you don't give her that option You gon' be single player like Siren You gon' get tossed in the bushes by King David Royalty and not a pretender Detrimental to an elemental What's an avatar to a knee bender I gotta be me though I know it's my destiny, work to Carnito. Who cares if you fly, if you still a mosquito? You swear you ain't something, but really be Steve-O. Yeah, yeah. You like to collect stuff and that's cool, but I got bad news. Even if you really was that dude, King David still be the king of the statues. Since a juvenile, I've been cursed with a curse to be musical. And if you hate it, we'll meet in the crucible. Other than that, then it's cool and it's beautiful. We let you know that your dreams are pursuable. Whatever you want to do, then it's doable. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Cause you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable because you can listen to this in your cubicle on a Lord's Day. We are live with a hot bike, but before hot mic, hot mic. we start, I want Soft to actually take care of uh, some super chats now. Okay, so. Yeah, guys. So uh, before I say anything, I want to say in advance, thank you for any and all support that we get during today's show. But as you know, we have to respect our guest time. So we won't be reading the majority of the Super Chats. I'm going to read the two Super Chats that we have so far. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, afterwards, we'll read all the Super Chats. So thank you. Thank you, thank you in advance. So thank you, first off, we have Lady Boom, Josette uh, Rivera absolutely. with a $20 Super Chat. Regards and much love to the ILP crew. I know it's been a while, but wanted to show my support and love. Have a great show. Saludos y abrazos from Mrs. Boom. Mrs. Saludos. Boom. Thank Saludos. you very much. Saludos. Thank you. And then we have Adam. <laughs> I'm going to say Adam. <laughs> With the $10 super chat. Hail to the Iron Lords and to the Lord of the Last Stand Empire. Guys, Ooh. I've been thinking a little bit here. Do you think Microsoft might have Ocean's Eleven, the games industry, and media here with all of their moves? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. What else we got, Sal? Uh, okay, we got that's two more. Here they come. Here they come. Yeah, here they go. Hey. Plan to take a two-hour nap. Uh, Clutch man with two dollars in the chat. Plan to take a two-hour nap, but ILP plus Colin equals not, not today. today. That's right. <laughs> and then we have Malik Tyler. Thank you for your support. Bro. All right, Thanks. let's get Thank into it. All right, let's so, hear you. Hear you. You already know what it is, and we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast and the Lords of Gaming.net, episode number two hundred three, and it's another glorious. Tuesday. <laughs> and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely excited about our special guest. And we've got MLB the show on Game Pass, PlayStation Game Preservation, and PlayStation Now slash PS Plus to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord who, in my opinion, represents a unique element of pure gaming passion mixed with an intellectual approach to the games industry. Whether it be his informed opinions on nerd culture or willingness to engage in respectful debate, this Lord always stands on his square and ultimately takes his last stand for what he truly believes in. 
Introducing the chief creative officer at Lily Mo Games, as well as the creator and host of the Sacred Symbols and Knockback Podcast. The Lord of Greetings and Salutations, leader of the Last Stand movement with the most iconic G.I. Joe collection in the game. <laughs> Live from Virginia by way of Strong Island, New York, and kind enough to make his debut at the Realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Colin Moriarty. How you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, that's very completely unnecessary introduction. <laughs> no one's ever introduced me quite like that. It's like I'm about to give like, you know, a, like uh, the, uh, the address like of the graduation or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Appreciate You're, you guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, man. You are a lord at your do. Huge fans of what you're doing out here, man. First of all, how you been? And what games have you been playing, man? I'm good, thank you. Um, so... Uh, games. I've actually been playing Wild Arms 3 for like two weeks for no reason. It's an old <laughs> PlayStation 2 role-playing game and um, it, it's on PS4 like back, you know, when they released like a bunch of backwards compatible games in 2015 and 2016 and I just feel like playing it and nice. my girlfriend makes fun of me every night because I actually can't stand the game and I just keep getting further and further into it to where I can't stop. <laughs> like it was like, oh, I put in 20 hours and then it's like, oh, I put in 40 and now it's like, you can't stop. I mean, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I, I hope to almost be done with it because we were kind of stuck in this space where nothing was coming out. And yeah. so we kind of still are in that space a little bit. And so mm -hmm. I've been trying to take advantage of it, but with really random and, and frankly, not very good games. <laughs> you should have just replayed one again. That, that would have. That oh, yeah. I mean, made <laughs> Wild Arms 1 is is one of my absolute favorites. I, it yeah. was funny because I bought this game when I was a freshman in college, as I remember. Mm -hmm. And I rem it, it was all coming back to me as I was playing it. I'm like, oh, I remember why I hated this game. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything you know 20 almost 20 years later so it's uh but no that's that's pretty much been it i'm interested in trying out that that people can fly game outright yes. but um it seems like well, I, there's no reason to jump right into these games because they're always broken yeah you know? so uh, i'll just wait a little while and then yeah I'll, like I'll i said there's definitely some server issues in the beginning so you, you're not wrong for that mentality at the end of the day yeah, usually I, that I, first week right right attic my my game crashed like ten times. Yeah, the crash it's like if, if the network is is popping, the the system ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then right now I think they're working out the kinks with cross play between cross console is fine, but uh, when you include PC right now, I think they're separating Steam and Epic for right now. But that's cool. So you already know we got to get this thing going. We got the four horsemen of gaming, those original lords of the realm here at the round table with updated time sensitive king. I'm on you if you go long <laughs> intros. <laughs> <laughs> my co-host with the co-host, my brother from another mother, the difficult game conqueror, lord of his own world, and the hop of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how we doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, I played Outriders. I like that. Uh, and I play, I'm playing some Octopath Traveler. And since nice. we're on Time Sensitive King, uh, I'm, <laughs> going going my, I'm going to end my... Uh, my intro right there. I appreciate you, brother, no doubt. And, of course, we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives with a single-player selfish experience, and also the Sostradamus, the lord of clarity and lord Patreon himself. What's going on, Lord Sovereign? How we doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy these last couple of days of freedom before I have to go back to the grind, you know? So, you know, 
uh, sleeping in to like noon. That's nice. a good thing. That's we're, fun. We're very unproductive. We like very it. unproductive. We and like that, that's what I, I need to be. Um, <laughs> I'm doing good. I actually got back into. Uh, I wanted to get back into the outer world. Um. <laughs> Damn! Look at him, look at him, look at him. Look at him. He's taking my time. Listen, I'm just, I'm just being time. rude because you, y'all was being rude. We got to be rude to you. I was the one person who wasn't rude. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Fair enough, fair enough, sir. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, playing the Outer Worlds a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Silky smooth at that yeah, 60. 65 very nice. Patch is very nice. <laughs> very, very nice. So I, I played a little bit of that and uh, watching Return of the King. Okay, all right, salute, salute. And of course, we have the Incredible Hulk of this, aka the Access Gamer. Ooh. The prophet of Xbox, king of the statues, who demands nothing less than that premium experience. It is the leader of the fraud alert movement. Ooh. Beloved Lord King, how are we doing, sir? Doing fantastic since I gotta be all hurried and stuff. Here. Um, Time. I've been, Time. <laughs> I've been playing the Rudal Boy. Nice. Uh, I waited for that game for so long, and it's so fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just digging into the nuances of the game. I like how the game allows you to explore. Um, it was, it was, it, it was what it's built to be for me. Mm -hmm. um, Outriders. Nice. They should have never put out that demo. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Oh really? The demo had turned me off okay. uh, from the terrible pacing with the cutscenes. Mm -hmm. The game feels better. It feels more complete. Yes. You know the server issues. Of course, I don't think they thought they was gonna get as much traffic. Yeah. You know as they got, but you know, 25 million. Oh, is that is that, is that the Game Pass plug that yeah, I need to be so we, we, we keep going up by like what, five million. Every <laughs> the Game Pass plug. Like, Here we go. Every couple of days is a few million. Yeah. Every now it's 25 million. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm just saying since announcements is happening. <laughs> Yes, you have, you have the live metrics, I forget. It's, it's just the fact that, you know, um, a lot of good stuff is in there. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm getting ready to play Empire of the Sun. I saw my boy playing it. And nice. I, I, I downloaded Vermintide 2 because uh, I finished Vermintide 1. Like mm -hmm. that game. Vermintide 2 looks like more of the same, just uh, more cleaned up. So mm -hmm. definitely want to dig into that. But yeah. yeah. No doubt. Appreciate you, Outriders right now. Outriders in the building. And of course, we have the gaming ninja himself, the Shinobi, Lord Cognito. Spreading that realness to the Roman ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Same thing, man. A lot of Outriders have been playing a lot of it. Really enjoying it. Like the uh, the looter shooter grind. It's just fun. It's just a fun game. They've, they've got a lot of great quality of life improvements. The UI, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Yes, the disconnection problems are there yes we're not that's gonna, a that's a huge yeah, problem it's a huge problem and hopefully because we're looter shooter veterans king and an addict you know not not soft but but um you know the thing is you you know the the heartaches in week one so let's let's give them a little time to sort out the kinks but and, they got something for solve the, the, the what i like is yeah. the story isn't as terrible as people are making it actually right. i found myself being drawn into the story and the side quests are yes. implemented so nicely like it's, it's not intrusive to you and if you go up to an npc mm -hmm. that has a quest for you mm -hmm. story narrative right there the interaction in between yeah it's really nice. It's, no, it's really, really good. good. Wow. What, what I've let's go cool. time time yeah time. Last point <laughs> yeah, I'll make man. is that you're funny. Yeah. Last point I'll make is that once I stopped trying to take the story serious and realized they're not taking it seriously, then I was enjoying yeah. myself. So oh. that, that's where I was at with it. But anyway, so look, uh, last word with Ebontis went down with uh, we had Philip Carlisle on, fantastic guest. He has yeah. horrible opinions on Mass Effect, but I still forgive him. <laughs> he still says Mass Effect yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect yeah. Three is the greatest. I had to shut his bike off. But anyway, no. but anyway, so that, that's what I got. We got to get into it. But um, so now we got to what the lords have been playing we got to focus on lord colin 
his video game system history, his journey in games journalism, and of course, what led him to creating the amazing Last Stand Media Movement. So, Lorcan, let's start from the very beginning. What were some okay. of the first video game systems you had, and what got you into gaming? Um, the NES was my first console, and um, my brother's 11 years older than me, so I'm the youngest of four, so I had a great access to old things when I was too young for them, really. So I was born in 84. Nice. My brother already had it on Atari 2600. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. No, I, no, I said no, I envy you, you guys. <laughs> I'm the oldest. I didn't get that that privilege. <laughs> I was com I was totally a mistake. I mean, there's no doubt about oh it. You know, all my all my all my siblings are like 18 months to two years apart. Like you know, my brother and my two uh, sisters, and then six years later, I pop out. So, um, <laughs> God only knows. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had this real great advantage, and it was built in, and so I was playing games at a very very young age, a form formidable age with my brother. And so Kid Icarus is probably the earliest Ooh. game that I remember really playing. And I, I love that game. But, you know, Irem Kung Fu on NES, obviously yes. The, yes. the Mario NES games and um, Final Fantasy and the, the what we knew was Dragon Warrior and yes. all of that stuff. Um, so that was that was the beginning uh, was was that era, the late 80s, you know, mid to late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, absolutely, man. And he has tremendous memories, man. What what a console. And Still like, my favorite. Still oh, my favorite console. Classic, classic. Yeah. Oh, you already gave an answer to a question. I was yeah, gonna oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good. You're on fire. You're in your <laughs> bag. I love it. Yeah. No, Always no, happy to my heart. You're good, man. I guess my question is, that as, as a Sega kid, I got a fanboy a little bit. So was there no intrigue on the Genesis ecosystem at all? Was there any temptation? Yeah, there was. I mean, so um, on my nostalgia podcast, Knockback, we always bring up the family called the Kotchers, who are yes. our neighbors. And they had everything. They had like the master system, which I had never seen until like only in that house and then never again until like, you know, 25 years later. And uh -huh. like a Genesis, they had Genesis and they had a PC and all that. So they had like all the stuff that we didn't have and we would trade back and forth. And nice. I remember being really enticed, you know, first of all, I'm a big sports fan. Um, <clears throat> And so Genesis was great for sports games. Yes. And so we used to play NHLPA and Woo! Madden and all that kind of stuff back in the day on that. But I was really attracted to Fantasy Star as well. And um, so the four Fantasy Star games. But actually, there's a funny story. I tried to trade my SNES at some point in like 1995 to a neighbor <laughs> for his Genesis. And I gave him like, you know, Super Mario World or Super Mario All-Stars. And he gave me Shinobi or something like that. And um, mm -hmm. and then my our parents got mad and made us switch back which no. i think was which i think was ah. like because like because you know each parent not really knowing thought the other kid was ripping the other kid off. <laughs> yeah. they, didn't, they didn't really know that we were actually quite happy with the deal as it was constituted but i still feel like they kind of kind of did me a favor you know because yeah. I, I i wanted it i didn't i didn't want to do that you know right. but i at, at the time i did but it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a good choice. They corrected your mistake. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it almost reminds me of a sports trade where the league steps in. What was that? The, the Lakers and uh, the, the Kobe Bryant stuff. That oh yeah, with the, yeah, the Hornets. Yeah, right. Like, nah, yeah. right. Oh, oh. Now, so, so yeah. I got to break protocol a little bit. I don't know if you saw James. Yeah, of course, James. yeah, that's you got to uh, break protocol. That's crazy. No doubt. Uh, shout out to Lord Jameson with the one hundred dollars super Jesus. chat. Wow, thank you. Just dropping the bag to make up for all the episodes I've missed live recently. Salute, Lords. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Now, that's no disrespect to anybody else. else. Yeah. There are like 25 people that did drop uh, mm -hmm. $1. We'll get to them later, man. Right? We'll, we'll everyone at the end. We got you. Yeah. We do appreciate 
appreciate we do everything. appreciate yeah thank uh, you guys so i, yeah, I don't want to mm-hmm. read it out of context Sorry, absolutely guys. so um again so went from there obviously stayed in that ecosystem now 32-bit era um any 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 affiliations there did we go saturn did we did we did we do did we make any change or did we just stay all the way nintendo for that through that during that era it's funny because at that point um I was such a I'm such a huge role playing game fan. Mm-hmm. We didn't even really I was talking about this with someone recently like we didn't really even know like what games were. Like this is a role playing game. This is a certain type like mm-hmm. a 16-bit mm-hmm. chibi sprite based. And you saw you started to see that happen with PlayStation. We were talking about Wild Arms actually before we right. started, or no, earlier after we started. Yeah, yeah. And um that was one of the first games I saw where I'm like I need a PlayStation. And yes. Final Fantasy 7 obviously was the same. So I actually had both an N64 and a PS1 that generation. I didn't have a Saturn. Um, no one had a Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Thank you for breaking right. Saw's heart. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go now. <laughs> your, your hero <laughs> has said that the Saturn was not on his radar. You've broken my heart. He's, he's, he's right in, in, in what he's saying. No, he's right, if, though. He's right. If, 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 Colin's low Carlos Loki sitting cognito message like no more never <laughs> no, no, no but just ask him which Final Fantasy oh play. don't do it no well <laughs> listen if you're looking for RPGs and that was his niche because he was talking about RPGs mm-hmm. the the PlayStation was the place to go remember that was our peak into mm-hmm. uh Asian culture to mm-hmm. to get these games over here that stuff that we found cool when we was looking at a lot mm-hmm. of these uh you know animes and stuff like that early That's animes this was our way in so yeah. yeah saturn wouldn't be that unless he was a platform or a 2d type of dude mm-hmm. but yeah you know to that. his point is is correct i yeah. mean saturn had a lot of that but you had to really be deep into the ecosystem and, and want to import games and stuff. He all the stuff, important games all, all, all the stuff you. that i was doing all the stuff that i was yeah. doing. <laughs> I, mean, I have no disrespect i mean there's like some phenomenal games on saturn yeah. mm-hmm. um, panzer dragoon saga of course is, is yeah. you know a, a seminal game but um it, it just wasn't on my radar it, you know when you're a kid you have limited money too i was in middle school when these consoles came out so i, I had to make a choice and and you know i did I, I'm, I have no regrets about that choice but saturn was another one of those things at that time my brother's roommate had one his name mm. was ducky and he was a weird dude <laughs> <laughs> he had a bunch of different video games and saturn was one of them so that was my intro into into saturn ducky had a saturn he didn't he didn't don't feel bad man i didn't have a saturn either <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And uh, again, uh, 32 and then obviously PlayStation excites you. Now, Nintendo still, you, you got 64, you got these other things going on. Obviously, I know you said finances and your age at that time. So sure. usually it was about one. So was it a situation that, you know, seeing that PlayStation ecosystem, that, that, that Sony, that great console, you know, was the excitement just bubbled over where that was the focus as soon as the PlayStation One came into the, the picture, yeah, primarily. So I, my brother went and got the PS One that that fall in '95. Um, mm-hmm. This was when I was. Uh, I remember him coming out of actually. Nobody beats the Wiz. We Wiz. went and, and New York yes. talk is. Yeah, we went. We went and got. We went there and and um, he was with his his girlfriend at the time, who is his wife now, and um, he had Battle Arena, Toshin Den, and all Ooh. that. And at that time, yeah. I wasn't really that attracted to it we were actually still playing snes primarily at that time we were a year away from n64 all these rumors in the magazines obviously the internet is just you know usenet and yeah exactly ultra 64 and so um so when so n64 has some great games but i still am of the mind that it's a it's kind of overrated i mean i think that like there's talk to me there's probably 10 or 12 amazing games on the console Mm -hmm. and ps1 has just many many more than that and Mm -hmm. so you 
can't really compare the two. I almost feel like N64 is at a severe disadvantage just because of the technology. But there's a lot of really cool stuff on the N64 that I love that some of it's cool, some of it's not, but it's super modular. The expansion yes. pack and mm -hmm. uh, Rumble and all of that and having different the games that only work depending on your hardware. It's, yes. it's interesting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. funny is they talk about, you know, Oh, Nintendo wouldn't do this. They they wouldn't like it make hardware exclusive. It's like they've been doing this since the N sixty four. Like I remember, like the the expansion pack. If you bought a uh, Majora's Mask, you couldn't play Majora's Mask without it. Like, like yeah, that was it's an interesting like, decision, right, to separate yeah. the base that way. Uh, not not that interesting because you know who was doing expansion packs first. Yeah, Sega. Yeah. <laughs> Sega. Hey, can, can, can we explain what happened to Sega? <laughs> Listen, don't, don't that, that's that. their problem. Don't do that today. Don't do that today. <laughs> started on the GameCube. But it's, okay, so um, you so did you get a Nintendo sixty four? I just want to be clear. Yeah, yeah, I had okay, one. Yeah. So, all right. So all right. So yeah, the anticipation for the sixty four was good. Question. Yeah. Did you think they messed up when they didn't go CD based and they stayed cartridge based? Because I think uh, CD would have helped out the N64 as far as other things that they could have done with the console. Because the PlayStation had a clear-cut advantage when it was CD-based and Final Fantasy was like the number yeah. one catch. You know, if, so, if they would have went yeah. CD, they wouldn't have lost Final Fantasy. Yeah. Right. There's that early Final Fantasy VI demo, actually, that's running on N64. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, which is cool, like just when they were showing off Ultra 64. So you guys know all about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a catastrophic choice. And yeah. I, I it, it cost them relationships with all of their partners, either right. permanently or at least for a time. They lost Squaresoft uh, mm -hmm. at the time, which was a huge loss, as you said. And they made a choice, which and they were interesting choices when you think about it. They were like, we want polygons and mm -hmm. we want load times. Good point. And PS1 was like, we want space and we want depth. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of actually now when you think about it, it's like, well, that's an obvious choice, but it wasn't so obvious back then because Nintendo, we were buying 50, 60, $70 games yes. on NES and SNES yes. that you can Rich. beat in two hours. <clears throat> yeah. So when, when when they're going like, well, why would anyone want to play a hundred hour game on N64? But PlayStation was like, well, we're seeing kind of different mm -hmm. evidence here. So hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't yeah. blame Nintendo for necessarily making that choice, but it was a right. very proprietary choice. Let's do you, say. Do you exactly. guys remember, do you guys remember the pushback? on cd games yes when it, not, it didn't even come first it was the load time. loading it was loading was <laughs> yeah but it was that thing yeah exactly it was that thing where this is this is a dead sort of medium it's not going to go anywhere it, it, and you, you know how crazy. that came about because all right and this is a direct comparison because i had the mbs uh neo geo mm -hmm. console cartridge base remember cog when i went and i picked up the cd base uh console and we got it in the house and i had both of them side yeah, by side and we mm -hmm. you know put both uh uh had the cartridge and had the cd right cartridge straight through yeah cd they had a juggling little monkey in a corner oh remember yeah, the remember monkey that. animation <laughs> yes. yes and in between each fight round yes. there was a juggling <laughs> monkey in the corner yes I remember. so yes Anybody coming from that, and yeah. and I knew I knew at that point I'm like, oh no, oh, it was yeah. a one-time speed CD drive. Mm -hmm. We I went from the Turbo Graphics with the same loading time. We went from Sega CD with the same yes, loading time, right. Radio with thing. the same loading you're time. Correct. So yeah, you, correct. you're looking at the loading times, and that was a big barrier that Nintendo did want to disconnect. Yeah. You know the the player base from. Mm -hmm. So I, I can understand as. Uh, 
they want you in because remember they come from coin ops and stuff like that mm -hmm. and playing cards and stuff that was instant mm -hmm. so to take that instant gratification away from the player i think yeah. that was a paramount on their thing and it was like no nah, we're not going to sacrifice this yeah, I hear it. I mean, like I said, I, yeah. I think we had this N64 Josh on, and as a Nintendo guy, he was saying, like, that was one of the detriments that he just couldn't get into the Sony ecosystem, even though yeah. graphically, fidelity, everything else. But I, I feel mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, mm -hmm. regardless of what decision Nintendo made, mm -hmm. the games they made mm -hmm. with that platform changed the whole industry. Oh, for, for sure. sure. For sure. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Transformative. Yeah, so I was going to ask, I want to be a kind of like that, hopefully. Yeah, he's back. Uh, yeah. I want to, what you're going to ask uh, Colin this in reference to, a company we kind of glossed over, uh, what kind of what you're known for as from a developer, but um, handhelds, handhelds. Um, yeah. You know, I've I, I seen an episode with you and uh, the legendary Maddie plays, all those guys over there at the front of the uh, PSP, Game Boy, oh, there we go. <laughs> Put it to the screen yeah. one more time. So put that glorious. Yeah, yeah this is my, one of my reserve ones in case the other ones die. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got three as well. So. The yeah. legendary. I told Vita. people on Sacred Symbols for two years to go buy your Vitas because they were going to start going up mm -hmm. in price. And it's everyone's like, well, I'm like, it's too late now. I mean, good yeah. luck. Oh, it's a wrap. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I mean, I love handhelds. Yes. Game Boy was like a seminal machine for me yes. mm -hmm. and Game Boy Pocket and Game Boy Color, of course, to a Game lesser Boy extent, mm -hmm. Game Boy Advance, of course. That I mean, we crazy. just had, oh, not just had, we, well, it just came out in Japan 20 years ago, but I remember in the summer of 2000, 2001, getting my Game Boy Advance Arctic White, yes. Cas mm. Castlevania Circle of the Moon, <laughs> um, Super Mario Advance, which was Super Mario 2. Yeah, and I remember so clear as day getting that because I got it the same week that I got a three eleven record that came out that summer too. <laughs> and I, so I just have these memories of that. And so Game Boy Advance, the clamshell, of course. Of course. Uh, Nintendo DS was uh, another thing. So when I was in the college, one, I was obviously the, poor. The big fat hamburger. Oh yeah, yeah. I was happy yeah, the, for that hamburger. I swear. Oh, it was. So my friend went to. I went to Northeastern, and my friend went to Harvard, and I had I had um, uh, jury duty, and he and I was like in this thing for like fucking two weeks. It was like a civil case. And uh, he lent me his DS. I had never played one before, and I was just enamored with it. Just mm -hmm. absolutely, I couldn't believe how cool it was and how good it was. And well, what a fun, that's why 3DS was so disappointing to me, because yeah. it was such a fall down from the DS, you know, and the GBA. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, too, uh, just for, for, for jokes purposes, um, the, the failed ones along the way while Game Boy dominated. Uh, any, any, any experience with the Atari Lynx and the uh, Turbo Express? <laughs> I was going to say that, so the Lynx I played later, we had one at IGN actually, and the Nomad, um, but yeah. my friend Cody had a GameCom. Do you guys remember that? Uh, yeah. 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 It was like the weird PDA, but they yeah. had like Resident Evil on it and like all sorts of other. So I, I remember him having that, um, but mm -hmm. I never really, oh, I knew someone that had a Wonderswan, but that's not really a failure. You know? yeah. It was, it was, it was uh, great in Japan. Wonderswan was fantastic in Japan. Um, Neo Geo Pocket was fantastic in Japan. I had every like handheld, you know, Turbo Express was probably the most expensive handheld oh, that I've ever had in my life. And mm -hmm. it was just, you know, it was just huge. Uh, and I had a TV tuner, yes. um, my Game Gear, Game Gear. you know, it, it, a lot of them all the way up until I really got my hands on that first fat pause, uh, mm -hmm. Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had Tetris. Very simple game. Addict's favorite. And I 
I think I played Tetris because my mother would send me to go pay the phone bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting in um, Bell Atlantic. That's, you know, when Bell Atlantic was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> and the lines were crazy. It was damn near out the door. So I'm at the line and I really didn't care because I'm Facts. playing Tetris all the way through. And it's like, nah, 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 nah. and the battery life <laughs> was phenomenal on that thing. So, yeah, I, I, I get you. You know, handhelds definitely bridge the gap for our gaming to get back to our living room. So Absolutely. I think the Switch was a perfect marriage when it came to that type of thing. Absolutely. By the way, I want to say, I mean, because you were talking about decisions Nintendo made poorly, not having a backlit screen was a huge yeah, was boon huge. for them. I, yeah. I, I, it was kind of a bummer on Game Boy Advance because <clears> I remember <throat> playing Castlevania under a lamp because it was so yeah, fucking Yeah, the little light, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you didn't get yeah. the little bendy light? The little, no, I mean, it was I, like I a little $15 bendy for, light. I had yeah. it for Game Boy, but like where it also magnified the screen. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. But I love it, you know, because you were saying, you know, born and raised in New York and all that. Everyone that I've ever known that has had lots of different consoles and access to consoles, we all come from New York, which yes. I think is so weird. It, like, I think a lot of it just is because of the access to that market. But yeah. like mm-hmm. the only people I ever knew that had Turbo Graphics or anything like that, all New York. So, New York, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for you us, ever, I, I mean, yeah, you living in Long, in Long Island was did you did you ever really go and kind of hang out in the city arcades wise and stuff like that? Did you no, play? I mean, I did from when, so when I was older um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I used to go into the city primarily to play chess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my brother used to go into the city to play games and I used to go in sometimes specifically to Chinatown because you guys were saying yes. we didn't. It's so funny because we didn't know how much we were being imbued with Japanese culture. Like, yes. you said, it's it, we just didn't know any better. Like when you were playing NES or SNES games, it was very rare, especially on NES to play anything from not that wasn't Japanese. And yep. so you kind of start when you go to Chinatown and you start seeing all the videos and all the posters and everything, you start putting it all together and you're like, wow, I, I am this person. I just didn't know. Yeah. And so those were pretty instructive moments for me going into the city with my brother. But he, he was an arcade fiend. I mean, he was he was crawling all over the arcades. I was, That wasn't so much my scene. Gotcha. Got, yeah. I mean, so, like you, you actually. So. I'm sorry, I got a kick. No, I have a question because, so did you go to like uh, Chinatown on Elizabeth Street in that area? Because anytime we had to get imports or, you know, um, because that was a huge scene for us, right? right. We would go down to um, Penguin Village or, yeah. you know, they were, j and it was right across the street. It was, they, they had a war going on, right? <laughs> so, and because one of the employees actually worked at Penguin Village and something happened. He opened his own store mm-hmm. and that was the greatest thing that happened for us because they had a war going on. So it was bidding prices and they'll see you get ready to go downstairs. They'll be like, hey, my friend, come, come inside. Oh, yeah. So you go inside and they'll tell you what the new stuff is coming out. And that's how you know about the Japanese Saturn and stuff like that oh, that was yeah. coming out. So um, did you ever get a chance to like uh, peruse the import market? Yeah, so I was, I was probably between the ages of like eight and 12 during this time. So I don't know exactly where we were. Right. All I remember is going it was it was just like anywhere in a lot of places in new york city going down into basements you know yeah um, that, that's what it was <laughs> yeah grimy <laughs> basements yeah talk and, that talk uh, Colin. yeah ex- ex- exactly right i know like one store would be like you know would have manga that you've never even seen <laughs> yes. or heard of and then mm-hmm. another store would have like you know just bootleg nes games and, then, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, soft though I don't know what you're just, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was I'm sorry, incredible as a young kid. Like you had no idea what the hell was going. I mean, I had no idea what the hell was going on. Because right. I think I told the story on one of my shows too that we actually had a so the Kotchers, as I brought up earlier. Yes, they yeah. their dad had like was in a business and his one of his partners went to Japan and they came home with what we well I didn't even know this at the time. It was fam, it was a, a Arkanoid on a Famicom card mm-hmm. shoved into one of those things that that, yeah. that was then put into the NES and I was like oh. 
it was only like 10 or 20. You had to actually use a ribbon, like a uh-huh. cloth ribbon to pull it out because it used to get stuck in the NES. Wow. Right. Um, and I was like, what the hell? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit, we were playing Famicom cartridges. Mm-hmm. Yes. On this weird bootleg thing, I didn't even know what the hell it was. It was the, the, the extender. It was yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they were region lock things, and we learned very early on. Shout out to the people that found out a racer was able to region yeah. lock the PlayStation. Um, how to do workarounds? My mother thought I knew Japanese. <laughs> Because I had got Final Fantasy, I think it was Final Fantasy 3 yes. for the uh, Super Famicom because I mm-hmm. went and got a Famicom. I had a Famicom and, you know, I had a Super NES. Mm-hmm. And I played this game in complete Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it was just trial and error, learning and writing down, okay, this is what this spell is. It's the wrong button. Okay, that yeah, doesn't yeah, exactly. Well, this killed me. <laughs> this didn't heal me, mm-hmm. you know. So my mother came in and I'm doing uh, I'm doing the job system and I'm talking to the guy and I'm going to... And she's just amazed how, you know, like, oh, my son knows Japanese. Told my grandmother. <laughs> rest her soul. <laughs> <laughs> my son knows Japanese. My baby's smart. And, and, and I just went with it. I went with it so bad. You, know, you was rolling with it? You a level of attention. You know, you yeah. our family cookouts. They're like, oh, yeah. Baby knows Japanese. He's, he's a prodigy. My, my baby's a prodigy. He's a savant. Awesome. <laughs> Took it to the next I'm like I can read it. I can I can talk. Yeah, yeah. Can shout out to, to Game Facts. Game Facts. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took it to the next level. Every time she came in, he was making sure he was watching like anime with the Japanese subs. No, no subs. No subs. No subs. No subs. No Boys, pure. Watching it. Oh man, it's like <laughs> fun game history. I love what I'm hearing so far. This is great. We got some handheld talk. We got some PlayStation talk. Gotta ask. Um, during that era, the uh, OG Xbox also uh, launched, sir, or that 360 any any appeal at all at that time yeah so uh this is when my finances started to open up a little bit because i <laughs> was i was starting to get you know i was i graduated high school in 2002 and went off to college i had a job finally and all that so uh so i got a gamecube at launch and i got a ps2 at launch mm-hmm. so my, my mom actually you guys might remember remember when you could not buy a ps2 at like gamestop or eb unless you agreed to buy like the 200 dollars warranty yeah. and like yes. the controller and they yeah. literally wouldn't sell it to you unless yes. you like bought yep. the whole so mm-hmm. she on. did that for me it was like my combined you know when you try to combine christmas and birthday i tried to do that <laughs> when i was a kid mm-hmm. and so but i got an xbox in the summer of 2003 when kotor came out nice. and um it was because IGN, I was writing for IGN at the time, and they the more I had, the more I could write. So I invested the money for that strategy, got into buying my own Xbox. And um, nice. at, at that, actually, I, I loved the Xbox. I, mean, I, I was on Xbox Live in 2002 and 2003 playing like Rainbow Six Three and all that. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, in my dorm in Northeastern, we had, um, what are they called, T1 lines, like the really yeah, high the T- speed yeah, line. So that was a big deal. ISDN? Yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to host them. And you can imagine, in 2002, 2003, it was cool yeah. because like we were playing with people all over the country in the world i guess but i just had great i don't know great yeah, ping rate yeah. whatever the fuck you would call it mm-hmm. so um so yeah that was my favorite memory of the xbox though is that i had a, i had a shelf in my room when i was a sophomore and there was a building going up in boston next to where i lived and they were pile driving and the xbox just kept like shaking <laughs> and then it literally fell off the bed and almost killed me and you remember oh, how thing, how much that thing weighed yeah oh, no. that thing was very heavy yeah it so I, I'll, I'll never forget that as long as i was like oh my god like <laughs> 
Pero pues oh my my death I was experience. Was by an Xbox. Can you believe that? Yes. Bro. Xbox almost took me out. Bro, uh, no, that, that thing was no joke. Yeah. yeah, man. Tremendous memories. I remember uh, being one of the alpha testers for Xbox Live at that time. Just an exciting time, right? Because you had, you know, land parties and stuff with Halo if you did yeah. the local area connection. But then the introduction of Xbox Live, which was kind of groundbreaking and stuff like that with uh, just playing online with other people. Tremendous. It changed the dynamic. Mm -hmm. Because up until that point, uh, and I know you can attest to this because you had a Nintendo 64 with the first console that you were able to actually plug in four controllers, yes. you know, instead of right. going to buy a turbo tap or yes. uh, something else to, mm -hmm. you know, do that. And you plug in your four controllers, and you're playing Mario Kart, or you're playing GoldenEye or whatever, mm -hmm. and you're doing couch co-op. And that was the way that you actually got a chance to play with your friends, unless you had mm -hmm. X-Band or uh, something like that. Did you guys know anyone um, that had X-Band? I never knew. I, I actually, had yes. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it was? It, you, you, you had that <laughs> connector on top of your, I had the Genesis one, and you had that connector on top, and you had to put your little 33.6 uh, telephone wide RJ, whatever, 11, you put that in. Whoever could not be on your phone, if your mom or anybody family was on the phone, <laughs> Your game yeah. was lost. So in the sports community, like NBA Live, those NBA type of games, Live, like man. you would play against people. I think the fighting games, they had a couple of fighting games, right? I think Mortal Kombat. I, don't, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, test the uh, fighting games. I okay. played NBA, I remember sports. NBA Live. Yeah. And it was this one dude named Showtime that I was playing. Yes, he's the killer. I remember Showtime. Yeah. yeah, so me and him will always have these heated battles playing. Mm -hmm. And it's this one day, and, I, and I'm we in the fourth quarter. There's like uh, a minute left, Win. and my mother picks up the phone, <laughs> right? So, but I'm playing at night. I don't even know why she picked up. Why the hell did you pick up the phone? Yes. I have no idea. There's nobody yeah. for you to call at three o'clock in the morning. But I'm the only person up. She picks up the phone and she runs into my room and she's like, DJ. There's aliens. I heard them. Oh I'm like, ma, you just broke my connection. What are you talking about? I broke your connection. Oh. I'm like, what are you doing up? Bro, shout, shout out to the dial-up modems that, that ruined yes. every competitive kid's dream at X-Band. I don't know. How, how slow were those games running? No, yeah, it was bro. running fine. I'm not going to really? lie. Really? Yes. Oh I mean, it, it was decent for its time. I mean, you know. I, 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 listen. My memory, oh, remember, memory is always something that's uh, amazing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Until you, you actually nostalgia, see, like, oh, yeah, yeah. God, nostalgia is crazy. Exactly. <laughs> but at that time, mm -hmm. for me to play somebody that either I never met or that is miles and miles away oh, from it's me. Oh, yeah, game and, changing. You know, it, it, it was game changing for yeah. me. And, you know, I invested into that, and I was probably one of the beta testers that they got the metrics for that and said, yeah. oh, this is a viability. This is a thing. That's that when King decided on. he was never beta testing ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. But, 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 but go on. Yeah. Because the, the difference now from, from my actual question to you, you did all that TurboTap stuff, I mean, or, um, you know, Nintendo, mm -hmm. you know, couch co-op. Right. Now you're in the comfort of your home, and you're playing, you got, you got your headset on, and you got the super fast connection. How was that experience? Like that first boot up, that first Lincoln, that first, you know, experience. How was that experience to you? I mean, it was, it's incredibly memorable because my audience knows that I don't really play multiplayer games. Right. So when I'm pulled into one, like I was with Rainbow Six Three, which I probably played for <laughs> hundreds of hours. Yeah. It was just, it was kind of like when I played Soldier of Fortune or something on PC for the first time. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I guess I should back up and say like my first online experiences on console were really on Dreamcast specifically Ooh. with like the 2K games like the 2K yep. sports games yes but they were kind of limited because I remember being it, like I remember 
playing NBA 2K1 or whatever, and there would just be like text on the bottom of the screen, like people were typing, and then you realize <laughs> yes. like, oh, you could get a keyboard yeah. and all that. But with this, it was it, like you said, it was different. Like there was a headset on, you were talking to people. Yeah, it was. Re I, I remember that was the first time um, outside of like PlayStation Magazine and a few other things where I was like kind of trading email addresses and mm -hmm. aim names with people, and right. it was revolutionary. I mean, you can never. I feel so bad. I mean, I know it sounds like old man, like an old man thing, but there was just this brief period of time as a gamer when we saw it all happen yes. and it's gone already. Like yeah. it, yeah. it kind of came and then it happened and then it's, it was, if you weren't there, you missed it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I feel like that was that moment for me. Oh, I agree. Don't sure. worry. We're just, we're all old bastards. Too. Yeah, we're old. Except It's funny. Uh, when you mentioned Soldier of Fortune, I, that to be a king will remember. Yeah. That was the first game where, <laughs> When the moment I remove someone's leg, I was like, "Oh no, this oh, is the greatest game ever!" It, 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 it is the best bad game I think I've ever played in my life. I love that because you can just you can tear away any part of anybody's body. It was horrific to play. I remember my mom walked in on me playing that one time. She's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game was dope. I mean, I, I, I loved, I, I that, loved that. Again, that was just one of those random games because it doesn't. It's not really a kind of game I like, but mm -hmm. it was the same thing. Like, I love basketball, and so I love basketball video games, and so that was just attractive to me to play online. Absolutely. But that was just because that was like the first option. Sure, uh, you, you rarely. I mean, even when we were talking about Outriders, I intend on playing that by myself. Right. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, the question. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, did you get a chance to play? Because we was playing SOCOM on the PlayStation, and they so cool. they, they had me hooked. You know, um, you know, we we we'll jack it up. We'll play. Mm -hmm. We'll play at night. And you know, the text on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I get that stuff. Yeah. But uh, their online uh, solution at that time was pretty decent as well. You know, there was an upgrade from X Band. Um, did you get a chance to play any PlayStation uh, early PlayStation games online? Yeah, so in in the I guess it was in the spring of 2003 I went and bought the the um what was it? It was like the adapter. Yeah. You put on the back of the PS2 or whatever. And I remember buying Socom with it originally and then I actually went back and returned it without opening it and bought Madden. Um, oh. And uh then I remembered I bought Madden every year so it didn't really matter, but mm -hmm. then um then I remember not being able to get it to work. And Ooh. so I there are two items I remember getting bringing back that were both Sony items. One was the <clears throat> the mini disc because yeah, I couldn't yeah, get that to work, and yeah. the other was the multiplayer adapter for PS2, which I just I'm not very I'm like a luddite. I'm I'm actually pretty stupid with technology, so <laughs> yeah. it's amazing that I can get any of this stuff to even work. Did, but um, did the PS2, yeah, so that was my experience. Colin, did the PS2 uh, multi tap was it like a L in a way? Did, did it have like a yeah. weird yeah. shape, like a yeah. boomerang? Yeah, 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 like yeah a yeah. boomerang. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah and, and it was like yeah, it was like a boomerang that you would put sideways in the two controllers. Yes, come out yes, yes, yes. I do remember. Look, man, tremendous history. We could sit here and talk all day about. This oh yeah, movie. I love I love the days of yore. Oh so. yeah, this is the great stuff. It's yeah. the good stuff, man. We got gotta move on a little bit because I got to respect time. But um, yeah, I just want, I want to talk about that. Like you just breaking in into the industry. You know, what I'm saying obviously, you know, going from the you know the East Coast over to the West Coast, and um, I guess for me, for, actually, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you actually contributed to Game Facts before that. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, uh, my stuff's still all up there, so people can go nice. find me. C. Uh, Moriarty is my name on Game Facts. <laughs> I wrote like 35 FAQs when I was in 10th and 11th grade, and a little bit in 12th wow, grade. Wow. That was how I got found by IGN later mm -hmm. on. It was just, it was just a. I always say like, there's a formula right for success, and, yes. and a lot of it's like luck and timing, some mm -hmm. skill and all that, hard work. Mm -hmm. But um, that was just a lucky 
that was a lucky break, you know, because they just found me and they just wanted my FAQs. And then they're like, oh, by the way, do you want to write strategy guides for us? I'm like, okay. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I was a GameFAQs. I was a big GameFAQs nice. nerd. And I love GameFAQs. That like, was I, huge. Oh, I was, a, I was a creature of those forums. Like, it was, uh, I was all over the place on there. Um, mm -hmm. Do you guys know who Rod Roddy is, by the way, the, the guy from... from yeah, from, um, uh, um, from, from uh, Price is Right. Price is Right. He used mm -hmm. to be, like, the really... He was, I, I don't know if he was gay or not, but he was really flamboyant and he was like the announcer. Anyway, yeah. I had a I had a nickname, on, like my alt account on there was Rod Roddy uh, on So I was I was happy about Bro. that. But um yeah, I love Game Facts. You know, yes. I'm so happy it still exists. Yes, but it's, it's a shell of its former self. Even when you yeah. go there, I don't understand video strategy guides, I just don't get them. Mm -hmm. Um and uh even when you go to game facts now it's like these really ornate facts you know mm -hmm. like with a t color and screenshots and i'm like no, no. that's not you used to have to use yeah. ascii art, ASCII ASCII art. art. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest with you like when it would come to certain things like i, I go with when i get stuck or i'm looking up like a mm -hmm. specific weapon for like an rpg or something i'm like what's the best weapon for this subclass i'm done with this so i'm sitting there like first thing i'll look up is like a text format and then if I can't find out where they're talking about, I'm like, I guess YouTube's next. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was an attic. It was a different time, brother. It was like, okay, okay, I'll let you go. Okay, okay, okay. Sovereign this knows. Is, yeah. I had a print, I, was, I brought a printer just for printer for it. Yeah, I, like, I brought a printer. I was, I, was a big, I, was, I was like a big strategy guy person back then. Mm -hmm. Like, if if like I remember, I collected like up until I was like 22, 23. I had like like 200 strategy guys yeah primer so, the yeah. thing about yeah the primer guys and the thing yeah, about guys. it like for us it we it was huge for us when it came to fighting games right yes, you, yes. You buy the primer guy boy. right you you buy the primer guy but the primer guy would give you the pre-can combos like yep. overall moves yep. and then you would find pro, basically guys who were pros talk to them mm -hmm. The, right the evil, facts. the evil facts. Oh, yeah. You had to learn. Yes. You had to learn the language of 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 the of the fighting of the fighting. Exactly. Of controls. That's where. That's where. That's where we learned about distance. Yes. About yep. frames. Preach. Where yep. we learned about all Tekken. the intricacies. Okazami. Okazami. Yeah. Like we, I didn't even yeah, know remember. So, yes. so you learned range three. Range three. Range so that was huge so, in the Tekken community. Yes. Yes. So in other words, you learned everything of the reasons I stay away from fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when we when we printed out. And we would print out a fact just only on the character, One character. we studied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was like having a college course. Yes. <laughs> and you learned your character. And, and how much knowledge you retained mm -hmm. uh, dictated how well so, you would do on Saturdays with us. We would get together so, on Saturdays, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. oh, Monday through Friday, we would read our strategy guide, getting ready and for practice. these battles yes. and practice, right? And, and coming in and working these moves to see if they actually work. Mm -hmm. And I, I will never, ever forget, I specifically brought, I had a Gateway PC. <laughs> Shout out to Gateway. And, <laughs> and USA days and all Gateway, that. Yeah. And I purchased a printer. And he asked me, oh, okay, what, what kind do you want? And, and he's going through all, I said, listen, listen, listen. I'm on this website. I don't care how fast it prints out. I just need to print out these strategies. This is how I could see you guys back in the day. Like, like someone new shows up there, like uh, he shows interest in any kind of head to head fighter. And then you're like, what character you like? He's like that. And then Key just throws, study. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's how it was. You no, understand. you get beat. 
and we'll tell you <laughs> yeah. where to go to get where it. Where to go get it, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then ink was a lot of money. But the last point I make, I know we go along with facts, but yeah. the last point I make, it, you were so intrigued whenever there was an update or a new fact was posted. That's yeah. Guys, Colin, I know you're about to jump in. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I remember refreshing F5-ing every day. Yes. There was a, yeah. a, a thing on GameFAQs that just showed you what was published that yes. day. Yes. And so you would just go and wait and see what the games were. And it'd be like, like you know, like Street Fighter or something yes. would pop up and it'd be like, oh, there's a new. Mm -hmm. I remember those days very well. You know, I, I, I and, and also I just wanted to throw in also oh. going to Funko or Borders or something oh, and yeah. just straight up looking at strategy guides because yes. you were stuck, which yes. I do all the time. Yeah, just be there all day reading them. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. Did, um, did Game Facts allow for people like, like Wikipedia sort of to update facts or was it just on the author of the fact? It was just the author. Like you literally use an FTP to upload text documents and then right. the, their moderators would put them up. Oh, so man, this is, this is yeah. huge. Because again, last point was just that, I was going to say is that also based on the quality, like you guys would get reputation. So it was like, wow, oh, Colin's got a new one. Whoever that author was, right. if it, like he became a, a, a rock star in a way, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> of the, the, the authenticity or just how good it was, it, you, they started to get reputation, but got, got to move on because I know we got a lot to talk about. But so again, you get there, you get the break, now West Coast, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So just looking back at the, the IGN experience, like, you know, how exciting was that for you in your career? Like, do you have fond memories or has that changed that part of uh, journalism when you started? No, it was, a, it was I mean, it's definitely changed, but mm -hmm. um, it's a, it was a blessing. I love IGN. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't so much love the, what the site has become, but I love what they, they gave me an opportunity. They didn't know me from a hole in the wall. Right. People like Per Schneider, Tal Blevins, yeah. all those guys gave me their sh my shot um, and they didn't have to do that. And I did, what I always tell people is I just kicked the door off the hinge when they showed me like just a little bit of light, like a photon came nice. through the door. I was like, boom, you know, I, mm -hmm. I was like, whatever I, whatever I can do to be here, I'm gonna do it. So mm -hmm. I was an intern for two summers when I was in college. They actually offered me a job to write for the, the associate editor of the GameCube channel when I was 19, but I turned it down so I can finish college. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated, they offered me a job. I was actually about to start grad school mm -hmm. and they offered me a job so that it all worked out really well. And I'm super grateful for them. I'm sad to see what has happened to games journalism generally, but um, that's not really an IGN problem as much yeah. as it's a other outlets problem. IGN's always kind of, I, I, and I don't mean to say it like this because I think Ryan McCaffrey, who I think you, you guys yeah, just I was just thought, yeah, 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 I just thought yeah. it a lot. I love Ryan. He's a personal friend of mine. Um, yeah, great cool guy. Dude, With the exception of his work at IGN, yeah. no one does journalism there. And and I feel like they're not even really trying to claim that they do that anymore. I think I was the last person that worked there, frankly, that was doing that kind of work. Right. And it wasn't paying. You know, like it yeah. wasn't... Um, it, it paid me, but it certainly didn't pay. Uh, sorry, the sun's like going in and out, so I'm, I'm getting yeah. dark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing, like, you're doing that IGN yeah. slander. They turned yeah, their lights. They like, <laughs> 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 like shut him down now. Yeah, sorry. This, yeah, I, I have all natural light here on the left, so I'll no, get uh, exposure, and, and yeah. it'll probably just go up and down. But yeah, I was I was very fortunate and mm -hmm. uh, very happy to have had a tr an opportunity to work there. Just things changed, and yeah, and we saw with Greg and others, like we just saw that we didn't, it, it sounds kind of sad. I don't mean it to sound like this, but we didn't really need them as much as they right. needed us. And Perfect we transition. kind of realized that we can build our own business and yeah. not be paid menially and all that. Yeah. Per, per, yeah well, okay, you know, okay. that, that's, that's, that's a thinking man's tool, right? Mm -hmm. You, you walk into a, a, a situation and you attain as, as much knowledge as possible for a situation. And then you see where your ceiling is in that situation. When you see that you've reached your ceiling and you feel that you can give more and you don't think you're compensated in the manner that you're supposed to be compensated in, you will seek other interests in, in, in making your own. This right. is a thinking man's sport, yeah. right? And as far as your journalism go, um, 
I honestly believe, like, because, you know, there's integrity and all that other stuff that goes along with that. But I honestly believe that times dictate pace, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a lot of times where right now, the first person to get the stuff out now usually right. gets the accolades, right? Definitely. But a real journalist, even if he's last, your name has to hold, your credibility has to hold. He will still garner the same amount of per, uh, attention as the first person. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so many new people that's trying to get that credibility and get that name that they forego a lot of things just to be first, yeah. just to build up that area. And that's why I think it went now. To be honest with you, I don't know. That's just my perspective of it. Um, I don't know if it's this, that's your thoughts on it. But what is your thoughts on it? Because you already have the credibility to it, so you can already say that whenever you put something out, you don't have to be first. You're Colin, right? That that's yeah. It's kind of true. I mean, in the sense that like people patiently wait. And in fact, we. Intent, I, I let the Defining Duke guys do their own thing and right. handle their show the way they want. But on Sacred Symbols, we have a rule. We don't even talk to PR. So mm. um, we, I haven't talked to Sony on the, on the podcast side in more than two years oh, wow. about anything. Wow. You know? right. And we run the biggest PlayStation podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, so we're able to do that. And then we don't hit embargo. Like when Returnal comes out, mm-hmm. we're not going to have anything in embargo because we don't want the game early. So we'll right. go buy it and play it. And then people will patiently wait for us. And we're really honored by that. But it's... It's tough because when I was at IGN, they would let me dick off for like two or three weeks. I'd be like, I'm going to go to Naughty Dog and um, just hang out and talk to everyone. And I'm going to write a 50,000 word article, which I did, right, right about right. the history of the studio. Right. But because of my work on Podcast Beyond and because IGN PlayStation was so big, that kind of evened out. And so they were like, well, this is paying for it. He can do his prestige pieces over here and makes us look good, makes him look good. Um, but like you were saying, with so many new people coming in and mm-hmm. wanting to be first and all that, it's hard to kind of build the equity, right? Yes. Right. To say, like, I now need to go be editor at large. I want to go to Europe for a month and you're mm-hmm. going to pay for it so I can tell some cool stories. Right. That will never happen anymore. But, exactly. But when I was at IGN, um, I mean, when I left, actually, they offered to make me straight up editor at large, which was oh, actually wow. always my dream. Which yeah. was, and for people that don't know, editor at large at a at a corporation yeah. or at a publication is right below editor in chief, and it's basically the person they just do whatever they want. Yeah, it's quite large. Um, yeah, and that was, but at that point, I was like, it's too late, you know. Like yeah. I wanted this last year. Gotcha. Now we're got, we're leaving, you know. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it's it's. I feel bad for the newcomers because mm-hmm. they're competing in this in this ecosystem, yes. this trite, toxic ecosystem. And they don't have, like I said, the chance, like we said, to, to build that equity so that they can go do some daring stuff. Instead, they have to poke the, the hornet's nest. They have to mm-hmm. create drama with social issues. They, you know, racial unrest, right. yes, um, uh, gender unrest, whatever the case might be, instead of just celebrating the products and telling cool stories, you know. No. Yeah, and, and okay. that's what, Desi, I'm, I'm glad you, that, that you understand that part because a lot of people don't get it that this is what they're up against. They have great intentions, you know, and, you know, we interview a lot of people that have great intentions coming in. But again, when you're going up against a larger name that people will wait for, they will wait for you. You know, it's an evolution. It's an yeah, evolution you, you of, know, you, of you're the, trying to build, yeah. be first and build it up. So I, I, I totally get it. And I, I, I can see where the industry goes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes I take from their pieces because you can get a, a glimpse into the person right. by reading some of the text like you move away to fluff 
you can get exactly what you want from mm -hmm. that person because you know at lordsofgaming.net we have a lot of writers there mm -hmm. and I go in and I grab exactly. I can get a grasp of the person from the words. That's uh, how it's written inside. Shout so out for the same shameless plug. Uh, yeah. We salute that. Well, oh, no, <laughs> it is what it is. But. No, that's right. That, that was it, okay. it, by the way, I'll, I'll also just you know, I'll just say it's and it seems like it, I I think it's incumbent on audiences to support this kind of stuff if they want more of it, which I see your audience is doing in the chat, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like really, I was reflecting to my girlfriend Micah the other day. I'm like, am I doing enough to support? financially mm. younger and less experienced people right? right like am i doing the work necessary on the other end i've been such a fort i've been fortunate to be the benefactor mm -hmm. so can i also put the shoe on the other foot and be more supportive of people coming behind and not because people always use that term of like pulling the ladder up yeah and it's yeah. like i'm yeah. i've been here so long that i don't even know if i can pull the ladder up anymore <laughs> but the ladder's still there it's just kind of rickety um and you're gonna need a hand to get up you know yeah, um yeah so I think I need to be more mindful of that, if anything. Respect Colin, go throw the rope down. It's like, don't use the ladder. It's broke. You're going to kill yourself. I'll pull you up. I'll pull you up. Respect. No, respect. I got you. So, Not, get so, before I go into the next question. No, I was just saying that. Oh. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, I respect just the, the, the thought process on it, right? Cause again, Listen, Colin is here. Time out one second. Colin yeah. is here. We got almost, uh, what is it, uh, 600 and yeah, please some odd people. Up, nice, get those nice likes up. Listen. We mm -hmm. don't do it on a Tuesday. It's, yeah. You know, he he giving you his time and he's giving you a lot of gems. Got a lot just, of gems. Come on yeah. now, let's come on. So, get those likes in there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Might as well just read Lord Jameson's five dollars. If it's at over mm -hmm. six hundred watching, hit yes. that like button. The perfect transition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, you, you actually alluded to as far as you know one of the reasons for Lee as far as you know worth and, and and what you guys are putting in. So I want to get into that section of of, sure. what, of your journey, and you know one of those next big steps. Obviously, mm -hmm. kind of going independent, you and your group of friends, and then. You guys create this amazing, you know, kind of funny thing. So I guess my question for you is different in the sense that did you guys realize the impact you were making to get at that time? Or was it just like everything's moving fast, like young rock stars and you guys didn't even realize what was going on? You know, what, what was that feeling like? We I mean, it was scary, you know, in um, we founded we tech. A lot of people don't really realize this, but we technically founded kind of funny under kind of the Game Over Greggy show right. moniker. A year a couple of years before we even left and so actually in, it was in september of 2014 i was at tokyo game show and we had launched our patreon like just on the side we had actually kind of gotten permission to finally launch our own patreon but we can't talk about games we were people will remember we were like fastidiously avoiding game talk for right. on those game over greggy shows mm -hmm. and then we launched the patreon and i remember being in japan it was like in the middle of the night the guys were up in the day and we were talking on um facetime and we had gotten like 15 grand in the first day wow. you know which was like a monthly pledge and we were like at that point we we're like we got to quit yeah. um because mm -hmm. we're not even we're doing this not only with one of our hands tied behind our back or arms mm -hmm. but both of them right. i mean it, so we started to realize like wow there's um people are eager and hungry for this and there were people that came before us that mm -hmm. kind of you know jim sterling was on patreon before us for instance right. but we were i mean <clears throat> patreon told us themselves and they still yes. say it like we were the proving ground kind of funny was the proving ground for patreon Factual. um Factual. along with i think Lindsay ellis and maybe a few other people and yeah. so we're really proud of that um yeah. now i'm proud that i built a bigger patreon no on doubt. my own we go um, transition to that too we can but, continue. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, i'm still very proud of that work that mm -hmm. first year 18 months of kind of funny was exactly what I wanted to do, you know, um, it that 2015 kind of funny was bonkers and <laughs> really fun 
and unique and different. Now mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, everyone's on Twitch, everyone's, but it, it felt a little bit different. And, and some really, we keep bringing up sports, which is such a huge influence on me. Like I know it is on you guys. Absolutely. And I was looking at sports coverage, which I still think is far superior to game coverage. And I'm like, well, there's not even a live show. Like yes. no one even does anything on Twitch. That's Preach. where Colin and Greg Live came from, um, which was the first of its kind, which I can't believe that was my idea because I'm not, I don't really have my finger on the pulse with that kind of stuff. I feel like what happens with gamers is that they don't often look outside their bubble and realize how much better people are doing things, um, yes. both in politics and in sports, which are huge. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we realized the influence we were having, but we were, like you said, also kind of flying by the seat of our pants because we were kind of making up the rules. We had no idea what the top was and we had no idea what the bottom would be. And we, we all we knew was we were jumping and it was really fucking scary because we didn't know if it was going to work. Yeah, listen, uh, you, you nailed it. I'm glad. Actually, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because from the outside looking in, it was like this movement, this collective, and it was new, it was fresh. And, you know, it, it just looking back, again, it just felt like rock stars, this all-star team of talent that gets together and does something cool. So it's interesting to see how you, you look back at that at that time. I want to transition, because I know we're we, we tied with the first hour, but um, Please. obviously, you know, everyone knows about the tweet. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to go into that ad nauseum. But what I want to say to you was that I don't want to deny its relevance to your story, but at the mm -hmm. same time, in my opinion, that kind of individual moment doesn't really define you. What I, what I look at it is I say, it to me gave you the courage in a way to kind of step out your own and, and then establish something, you know, completely new. Like, I guess my question is, because the Lords can relate, like we came from something established and then we broke away, right? And then we kind of doing, doing our own thing. So my question overall is ultimately, like how proud are you of the Colin Last Stand media movement you know, from that point forward to, to, to what you've become, you know? It's really weird, you know? Um, it's a great honor. And people talk about this, you know, I, I hate using, um, well, let me use a different term. Yeah. People for, pretend that they're, they don't deserve their success or they don't understand their success. And that's real. Like when I sometimes, when I think about the people that know me and we talk and I'm goofy and I'm silly and whatever, like, you know, I think and I'm like, wow, people really love this shit. Yeah. Um, and we don't really know why other than that it's authentic and real, which is why we try not to overthink it too much. Right. And so with Last Stand, like, it's been wild because and you're seeing this. I'm, I'm very political and you see this in the political space a lot with mm -hmm. Substack, um, which is a new platform, which is awesome. It's a right. it's a it's a writer's platform. And there's a lot of bubbling animosity on that side with people that are able to make the jump and people that are not able to make the jump and have to remain with mastheads. Right. And I'm just grateful that I was able to kind of get away from a masthead at a website and just explore what I wanted to do and that the audience was totally down with whatever. Yeah. Um, Collins, when I was on, like, I remember being on Rogan um, the first time and Ooh. being like, um, which was which was awesome. That was and I remember a crazy. Put, look, I had to cut you for a sec, bro. Yeah. When I, that was a milestone. Just to see that, I have to cut. That, that was a moment. Continue, continue. No, thank you. I mean, it was yeah. a com completely surreal moment, especially because Joe, I jo, I met Jamie first, and then his producer, and then Joe literally walked into the room, shook my hand, sat down, and we started recording in about Ooh. ten seconds. So wow. that's literally how it goes. Uh, the second time I met him, he knew me, so it was it was different. But mm -hmm. um, so. I'm just grateful to kind of be untethered in some way and to be able to explore these things and to have an audience that 
everything out there is free. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like that really funny meme where, meme where it's like you know support my OnlyFans and then there's the guy and it says like I Google boob and get <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It's like you can get anything you want for free, anything, mm-hmm. and that people go out of their way to pay, like they're doing on your super chat, like they're doing mm-hmm. on my Patreon and all that. Mm-hmm. That's even a bigger deal, yes. right? Because it's not like they're just looking at a, an array of magazines and they have to buy one. Mm-hmm. They, they can yeah. say like, we can buy a magazine or we can just go to this website or go to this podcast or whatever. And so that they're willing to buy the thousands and tens of thousands, like come and support this stuff, mm-hmm. says a lot about our content, but it also says a lot about the competitors in the old space, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And in fact, it's pretty damning, I think. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. All right. Let's say the tweet never happens, right? Mm alternate world mm. right what if universe let's go mm. where do you see yourself that tweet never happens i don't know I, my intention was, and the guys knew my intention no, was I, I know to... I, I know about that yeah right? I, I know about that i just want to know okay where do you see yourself like yeah, just if, just the tweet never happens if the things is, you're doing now yes. are still happening right right I you know see, I writing see, games i see writing. i see i see i see yeah it would have been i mean i wouldn't have it would have been there wouldn't have even been a jumping or a reasonable jumping off point to have right, right. any. Yeah. So that's like, I totally agree. It's like almost like a chapter book is being written. Yeah. And, yes. and from that moment, the inflection point, the, the until dawn butterfly effect happens. Right. And um, you don't really know what's going to happen after that. So the funny thing about it, though, is it's kind of like a grandfather paradox because like mm-hmm. the tweet never happening means that I probably there's well, a chance I would have been a kind of funny still, you know. Right. So, right. so it is. Inter- yeah. It is it's almost impossible to examine the new content without that inflection point because mm-hmm. that was the excuse to mm-hmm. kind of start it to begin right. with. Yes. So what, yeah, it's a very what, philosophical question, which yeah, I what, what did it teach us? <clears throat> what did it teach you about yourself and what you could do and, and couldn't do and sort of the, 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 the rough <laughs> the rough spots that you had to sort of go through to get there? It was um I learned a lot. I mean I quit kind of funny. I think it was it was something like the 8th of March, and then I launched Last Stand, or what was Colin's Last Stand at the time, March 15th. Mm-hmm. In between that entire space, I had to like create a brand, figure out what I wanted to do, get logos, incorporate. Yeah, that's not a lot of time. Like You you were like, oh, all right. Like, like no. th- that's kind of crazy if you think about it, because that's not a lot of days. Like, yeah. like you, you must have like been, I wouldn't necessarily say like panic mode, but you was like, like I gotta really sit down here and think what I want to do next. Like, yeah, it was but, it was it was scary. I mean, I de- I, I just had a uh, I just have a, I have a psychiatrist and I have mm-hmm. to see a new one. So I had you know you have to like explain everything again. Yep. Right. And uh, and I was telling him I'm like I deal with my pressure and stress by doing things. So yeah. like when the stress and the pressure is the worst, the only way I can alleviate it is to actually get the stuff done. Yeah. Gotcha. So I know a lot of people like procrastinate and stuff. I can't do it. So that seven days or so was accelerated for to be to be right to be like, super stressed right but it was important as well i knew i knew enough about the internet and i learned a lot from ign from kind of funny and the experiences there like you can't wait I, in right. fact i won't say who it is but there's another gaming personality that told me afterwards that he felt like he waited too long to come back in quotes and it really injured him his ability mm-hmm. to come yeah. back and giving people no time to even think really before i'm back right right is was probably a pretty good thing to do but um with hindsight because i had a with hindsight there's a bunch of things i would have changed but in the in the storm i i really had you no other option yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it really felt it really felt like you had this in the bag already like it was like you had this ready yeah, to go but, and then you know and to hear you talk about the fact that you just 
you know, pull all this stuff together in a matter of a week is, I mean, I, I'm sweating just thinking about it. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it was, I'm uh, sorry, Sovereign knows your whole story. Like, like we had covered it a, a little bit, right? But Sovereign knows everything. Like, like when we say he's your, your, this is, this is, so, this so, is hey, yeah, let, let, me, let me, let me expose these frauds a little bit, Colin. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, listen, wait, listen. Wait, wait, Colin, wait, I'm a fraud alert. <laughs> but he, he is a, a 100% true yeah. blue, 100%, right? Mm -hmm. Trust me when hey, I tell you this. Hey, you know, it. you know what's funny? Real quick before Sov does whatever Sov about to do. <laughs> I, I remember, like, because, because of what, what, when I was in early contacts with you, get you on, I was just talking because most of the time it's me and Cognito, mm -hmm. and then once we have people confirmed, then we go to the other two. Right, so right. we're sitting there. I'm talking to Cog. I was like, I think I got. I, I think I got. I think he's coming on. He's like, Yeah, that's cool. I was like, I don't even know how Solving King. Like, I don't even know if they know. And he's like, I don't. I don't think Solve knows. He's like, Why? Well, like, because we would know if Solve knows. Yeah, Solve, Solve. But continue, continue, Solve. We continue. No, yeah, it was so. just. It, it's that thing where when when it happened uh that was my topic for that week on the on the show right and some of the reactions i got was like who's that dude i don't know like because the thing is what happens is not that i time, continue yeah, exactly, <laughs> not, yeah. but it's it, it, it's that stuff where people sort of stop watching when you sort of into the youtube thing people stop watching mainstream media a little bit like it, it just you start gravitating to to to, to certain types of, of messaging and stuff like that so it was, you know, it, it, they were like, oh, what's going on over there? I'm like, yo, this stuff happened with, with Colin Moriarty. Colin was on, you know, Podcast Beyond, all this stuff, IGN. And it, it was like, the reaction was not so much of a big deal. And I'm like, really? Like, what's good? Like, it, it, it was, it kind of, it kind of threw me back. Cause I'm like, I've been following these guys from, from, from forever. Right. And to see what happened, um, it, it was, it was very, eye-opening for me and i guess i'll get into my long diatribe since it, the, the, the opening think, has come yeah, so yeah, i might as well yeah, just yeah you know what right i think's crazy part though like real quick is like mm -hmm. you know we've been doing this so long like we we have a, a podcast from the scenario that we're talking about like the, yeah, yeah literally that, that's yeah, why his story resonates this, this with me year, yeah I, exactly I, I, what what i wanted to say and that's, that's the reason why i asked that question right mm -hmm. because in our situation, we right. were in a in a situation that I'm a team guy, right? Right. Now I can have my strong opinions all I like, but this is a democracy, not a dictatorship. Right. And uh, we were in a situation where I felt that we shouldn't be in because right. I believed in us as a team, as the unit, as the mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. And I know you believed in yourself. Right, because when 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 you're there, you you're part of a team, but you are this stronger entity when you look at it in hindsight. And I felt that tweet was the catalyst, the birth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because be it good or be it bad, the tweet came, but you fought through that because you're uh, like you said under pressure. This is the ultimate pressure that you're going to get at yeah, this point facts, in time, facts. because you're in a position where you're like you said, this is what it was on point. This is where you was at. This was your sweet spot. If that tweet doesn't happen, you're probably still in that sweet spot because it was very confident. It was very to the point. It was perfect. Right. So here's yeah. the catalyst to make yeah. you be all you can be after that, because mm -hmm. a lot of this great stuff doesn't happen. Have that doesn't happen. Be it good or bad. Right. I'm not either on either side. Right. right. 
it's it, to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, think, I, I think that's super insightful. I was just going to say, I mean, just in the sense of mm-hmm. um, you don't, I mean, it's so trite, but you don't know what you're capable of until you're put Facts. in a position that's to that's be what, capable. That's, that's, that's where we're going. And, plus, and, then, that's where you're going. and yeah. plus, like, it, where, you know, how you handle stress and stuff, like, mm-hmm. that that method and that coping mechanism, like, if you would have waited a couple weeks to really, like, think about it, broaden your horizons, mm-hmm. you know, you, you might not have caught it when it was hot. So, you know, right. you, you was able to take you know, uh, the situation, how it was, and he was like, I'm about to blow this up and make it on my end. Right. <laughs> Which is a lot of in- internal strength, but Sov has to get his point off. Then we yeah, yeah I'm go. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, this was something I was going to ask later, but since it, it, feels, get like, it. it feels right yeah. to transition yeah. into it, so I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this, but so uh, allow me to be a little, a little long-winded because mm-hmm. I just want to give you like our perspective from it. So when, when we got into podcasting, right, it, you know, as people who've always followed games and talked about games in our circle, in our group, there's a certain way you talk about games. You, know, you laugh, you joke or whatever, but we never talked about games in the way that we do on a podcast where you, you sort of have to take the information that comes and analyze it in a way that maybe you never did before. And it's, it's a whole different dynamic. So that opened my eyes to like, wow, okay, games could be talked about in this way. Um, and then in doing that, obviously, you know, you, you get a little more popular, you start growing a community. And in that community, you see positive things and you see negative things. And for us, we've always tried to, to sort of focus on the positives. I'm fo- focusing specifically on the things that bring us together about gaming, which is the games, everything else around it, forget about it. So that, that's something that I really enjoyed about what we were doing. But we weren't necessarily, we've always made a point that we're not, we're not gonna be get into the political stuff obviously right. the gamergate stuff happened and, and we addressed it but it was you know addressing the, the very black and white issues of you know these things that are happening to, to people in the industry are wrong mm-hmm. not taking aside and 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 actually being critical of the fact that oftentimes the people that start soapboxing for certain for for issues and things like that aren't necessarily doing the people that are hurt by what's happening justice right because it becomes an argument amongst themselves and not an argument about the actual issue so we address that stuff but i think what really opened my eyes to something that was that that i was blind to before that is when you when you left kind of funny because the reactions internet wide to to what happened really left me disheartened with sort of the state of of gaming media at the point um, because it was just something I hadn't seen before uh, in terms of how people reacted and and what reacting in the way that they were reacting, knowing the pull that they have, right? And knowing that these words were literally causing the downfall of a person and not caring about it. It it was something that was Mm eye-opening and disheartening for me in a way that I was like, wow, I I can't believe this is happening. So the thing that bothered me most about, you know, what I saw in general, in in big games media was this sort of idea that, you know, we're not, we don't want to have the tough conversations with people that don't agree with me. Mm. Uh, We're going to talk amongst ourselves and the people that don't agree with me are going to get lumped in with this generalized feeling of, of, of opposition. Right. Well, and, and we're not gonna take the time to really, really speak to each person individually, who they are and, 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 and what they've actually done. To the point that the stuff that was coming out specifically about you, there were so many things that would just, as somebody who's listened to you for many years, I was like, this is untrue. This is not true, right. This is untrue. And then there were people that would come out and defend. 
and then but that that would get the the, the defensive view would get lost in everything else mm-hmm. and i'm just like this is not who we are right. like at what point and and again the, the the critical thing for me about the gaming media is like as a journalist if you if, if someone is classifying themselves as a, as a journalist in my mind in my view your goal should always be to have the the hard conversations with people that maybe you don't agree with mm-hmm. in order to get to as close to the truth as possible right, right. because nothing is ever 100% objective everything is told from a point of view everything has an angle as objective as we try to be it's never it's never the case, but at least the goal should be to strive towards that. Right. And I didn't see that happening. And it, it really, it, it destroyed my, again, and I didn't want to generalize because there are plenty of, of, of journalists who don't do this, but it kind of destroyed my, my sort of this image that I have of, of these, you know, these, these outlets and these people that I'm following all my life. And, 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 and they allowed this to happen to one of their own. Because mm. um, for us, the idea of ILP has always been about inclusivity, inclusivity, mm-hmm. inclusivity from the moment we, you know, we used to hang out as kids and, 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 and that it was something yeah. that always brought us together. together. It was the gaming never was a dividing the common bond. Force. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that's supposed never, to be a unifier, ever a dividing mm-hmm. force. It was, and it was always about, if you feel like you don't fit in anywhere, you fit in with us. And Preach. we have so many people that came into our group oh, that were just misfits. Myself, myself, I was bullied as a kid. I was mm-hmm. bullied. I was your typical overweight, pimple face, Coke bottle before, glasses. Before kid. you became pimped out soft. Continue. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, early. And then, and then to, 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 but I felt always, I always felt safe in this group of misfits that loved games and Preach. they love pop culture and and and, and japanese anime, whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and to see those same people that came from those same origins mm. doing this to one of our own it it destroyed me it really bothered I me and it, it bothered him a lot yeah. because it, he brought it, it to us and he brought it to us yeah it, it, and, it was it was yeah it was it was one of those things where i just like i cannot believe this is happening and then beyond that just as looking at them as as as, <laughs> as journalists i'm like you know, At what point, like, check this out. If Peter Jennings decided, like, hey, man, like, I, I don't like Ayatollah Khomeini. I, I don't like, like I, I'm not going to talk to him. I don't right. want to talk to him. Like, no, that's your job, dude. Like, that's your job. <laughs> but the but thing is this. Of, it's, of, it's, of discourse is you lost You can see there. fear. All right. So, all right. So people see your aura. Like, when you come into a room, mm-hmm. when, 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 when you meet individuals, right, and you've met a ton during that period of time. There's some people that can peek in and see the potential of you. Mm -hmm. If this guy wakes up or if this guy Mm -hmm. does this, he can be this disruptive force here. And then they start reflecting on their self to say, where does that leave me? Right? This is what Mm -hmm. I never understand about actual podcasters or stuff like that. If we're all part of a fraternity, Mm -hmm. right? I don't go out of my way to ever disparage any podcast or anything like that. I don't do all that stuff. I don't actually, I don't, I don't have the time for it because I'm too consumed with what I'm trying to make us be. And I'm too consumed with planning on what we should be because I know we haven't reached our ceiling and I know there's places that we can go uh, in in this, in this ecosystem. Right. Mm -hmm. But then this fear from people that you don't know that is watching you. 
what I saw from and what I'm taking from from this whole thing was that they knew that this was an opportunity of weakness and they felt mm. like there was time for them to pounce. They did not know how strong Colin was at this point in time. And under these stressful conditions, and I'm glad you elaborated on what you do when you are stressed. Mm. Be careful, people. When he is stressed, he's going to go harder. He's going to go harder. He's going to go harder. He but went let's, harder. let's let Your the man answer. We're we yeah. 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 we giving exactly. him a ball. Yeah, yeah, let's let the man answer. So, so yeah. I, the roundabout way of getting to the question. <laughs> yes, let's get yeah, there. I felt like I felt like you were <laughs> saying, let's get there. They, 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 they loving you right now. They preach it. They say you preach it, but we got to get I'm there. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Yes, please. You, you touched upon it a little bit before. What is your take on gaming media today, where it is, where it can go to improve? And it's this this idea of sadly that that some outlets or, or people or whatever the case may be seem to be on board with this this cancel culture which affects to me how they how they do their job because we've seen it in terms of you know people not wanting games to come out six days in fallujah uh kingdom come deliver and stuff like that mm -hmm. um and specifically what they're willing to do to one of their own peers um, and, and, and also this idea of not wanting to have the conversations with people they don't agree with. Right. Do we come back from this? No, mm. um, I don't, I don't, I don't think we do. I, I think there's a lot here, right? Like right. <laughs> the thing about the culture war is that we all don't want to participate in it all the time. And I think that a lot of people that watched me appreciated the game stuff but also appreciated that I sounded different and that when that kind of stuff came up, mm -hmm. whatever it was, Six Days in Fallujah, but back in the day, for instance, right. or of course, remember Borderlands 2 girlfriend mode, remember how yes. big of a deal yeah, that was? Mm -hmm. um, and I wrote about those things from what you might call a conservative viewpoint on IGN. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is, is that when I was there, that wasn't controversial. It, right. it caused a lot of furor in parts of the internet, but they let me be who, I wa who they wanted me to be. And, and that was myself. And here's the way I, I, I put it before I answer the question directly is you take 20 people at IGN or whatever publication and you say, like, who's an RPG fan? And maybe some people put their hands up. Who's uh, a sports game fan? And some people put their hands up. Who voted for Donald Trump? Mm -hmm. And no hands go up. Right. Now, that might a lot of people say, like, that's not relevant, but that's incredibly relevant right. um, because you're writing from things from for different people, different perspectives, different mm -hmm. viewpoints and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. When they came after me in 2017, they, and this is the way I explained it, and I think it's kind of 100% true. Trump had just won. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I am a Long Island Republican. Well, they told us that you are. They, they banned us. They yeah. said, yeah, why yes. would we have you on? <laughs> yeah. We got attacked. And I was like, please get yeah. the facts right. Continue, sir. Yeah, but even even if that were the case, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even if I were a Trump voter, does that necessarily yeah, exactly. be a bad person? Like, I don't, I, I just, I don't, I don't. I don't ascribe to that. And I did a famous video that many people saw yes, right when I was I still kind of funny I about remember. the election. Yes, I remember. Um, where I just said I reject this, and I still, four years later, reject mm. the verbiage about most Trump voters, just mm. like I reject the verbiage about far left socialists mm. and what, you know whatever nonsense. I feel like most people want to just be normal and decent people to each other and all of that. But I was the closest thing that I, that echo chamber ever had to a Trump voter. Right. Not even being a Trump voter, I was the closest thing that they ever had in proximity to the one. Gotcha. So what happened after he won? They went after me right. because yeah. I was the closest thing to what they hated that they had within mm -hmm. arm's reach. That guy voted for Mitt Romney. 
you know mm -hmm. oh that mm -hmm. guy had a ron paul sign at his desk at ign and he wrote he has a don't tread on me flag right um get him you know yeah. and, and you see a lot of that over the last four years of people just taking out political angst on each other right yeah. and it it infiltrates because it's what you were saying king and i agree like trying to create a positive ecosystem where we can talk about the substance of the games mm -hmm. and talk about what we love about the hobby mm -hmm. but when you have infiltrators that insist on putting the culture war into everything right. yeah. then you have to be a willing participant in the culture war mm -hmm. and if you want me personally to be a willing participant in the culture war you might not like what i have to say <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's that's going to be the big thing is that that's i'm right. not one of them right. you know yeah. and what like all of the disparaging disparaging thing that things that have been said about me in the past dude guys it hurt me a great deal to be called I know. racist i know it yeah. hurt oh, me yeah. at my core to be yeah. called a sexist or a bigot yeah. or a nazi yeah i feel you better that really shook me because it was being that it, it all it would have taken was greg or someone else to say like these things aren't true right but when you have no one willing to do that for you for some reason then it makes it seem like oh well these guys are just willing to stab this dude in the back so yeah. why do we why would we like him and that that really sucked for me to experience it still hurts it cost me a lot of social angst um mm -hmm. but that's what i was saying earlier is like when i get stressed out when i get put into a corner i'm gonna fuck you up yeah <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i'm not supposed to curse I'm I'm not, not, you've been in your listen, bag this whole time but we went to listen, let the room bro we were supposed to stop you listen, long time ago we like it was so pure ago. it was so yeah. pure I, in like, my heart i couldn't allow yeah, you not to express yourself because you're getting vip the whole thing is yeah i'm sorry no you good brother you good you good you good i apologize the, mm -hmm. the thing is, this is your voice, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and it's not on Sunday, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, it's not the Lord you That's the technicality, I'm right? So we give him the technicality, right? But also, um, I, I just want your voice to be heard from our group. Maybe maybe people didn't get a chance to hear you here or know the story here. Right. And, and they're mm -hmm. they're hearing your voice. They, I right. want them to hear your right. voice. Right. You. Not not to yeah, and I curse like a I curse like a sailor, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now you're hearing brother. my voice. But it's it's it really this is why I actually go out of my way to try to stick up for people, even if I don't really necessarily know them or if I don't agree with them. Um because no one, very few people did it for me. And that was probably the biggest arrow in my back out of everything that happened. But I still, you know, it really hurts. I'll give you an example. Like I live in a new neighborhood in Virginia. I just bought a house here and like everyone's moving in. And mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm kind of afraid of people knowing who I am mm -hmm. because they're not gonna give me a fair shot if they find, if they go, like I have a Collins Last Stand poster, like the original Collins Last Stand poster in my garage. And I, when you open the garage, you can see it from the street and everything. And I wonder, I'm like, does anyone Google that and then make the connection of who I am? And then what do they find about me? Right. They don't, That's they didn't tough. get a chance to know me. Right. They got a chance to know all of this stuff about me. And imagine if you're a black man yeah. or if you're a woman and you read this stuff and you're like, well, wow. he's what? Yeah. You know, and it's like, I never got a chance to put my own mark on these people and to let them know right. who I really am. And so that's yeah. the most destructive part of the game of telephone. And mm -hmm. that's why I will never forgive what was ha what happened to me. And I'm not mm -hmm. a very vindictive person in a lot of different ways, but I remember every person I feel, yeah. who said something about me or didn't come to my, my uh, I'm, I'm watching. I feel, and every time one of you f drop out of the industry and fail, or every time one of you <laughs> get a worse job or anything like that, or get laid off I or feel, need a helping hand or anything like that, I remember I feel, what you did to me. 
you know and i remember when you came when you came at me but you you, you slept on my couch for three weeks oh, i remember that i wow. lent you money but you came for me i remember yeah. that i got you your job and you came for me you yeah. know and that, so that that's hurtful. so i'm not a very vindictive person but i will always remember that no that, you know, I, i'm a very that. vindictive and, person and, <laughs> you know what Kyle? like during that whole thing man like we're I, i'm part of like a network of a bunch of different podcasts like i can't name one podcast that was like that's validated like every yeah. podcast i was like yeah cancel culture on some on some uh crazy stuff these days man i can't, can't even make it sweet but no yeah. it's just it was just the i remember the hurt sovereign had that day yeah. I, I really actually remember it and um I, I was like you know because really i stand as gamers we stay in our own bubble i have so much going on mm. right really literally have so much going on that if i even get an extra hour worth of sleep ever mm. it's a big thing i want to like have a cupcake <laughs> because i did it <laughs> so it's so much stuff going on mm -hmm. that when he brought it to me first of all i want to hear what my brother has to say and i want to know what's going on with him Facts. and then he explained i was like what for that and i laughed because i laughed at the 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 yeah, tweet it, right it was like in a sense because i i was like oh i get the joke right us, well, but we who up, didn't it's get a dad the, joke you know right? like yeah. whatever <laughs> anyway regardless to what um yeah. i'm just like are you serious but then when you look at it in its totality right everybody i mean i've went through some terrible stuff and for the individuals that didn't stand up for me that didn't talk out that know me mm -hmm. that didn't say oh no who him get the hell out of it that's bs right. or whatever right and i'm not in the that was not in the internet age right if you, if you didn't mm -hmm. stand up for me i remember just like you said but totally different i'm totally vindictive um <laughs> totally absolutely shout out to messiness shout out to messiness I, I don't want lord to sort them out i'll sort them out <laughs> but, but oh, Lord. it's it's absolutely hurtful and okay. you know like you said you know you go to a therapist i go to a therapist on thursdays mm. and just to talk to get stuff out because i'm, I'm an internal dude i start to internalize the stuff mm -hmm. and that's, that doesn't work good for you right no. so you know you got to get it out you got to have somebody that you can talk to that mm -hmm. you don't got to see every day right. you know that can know all this stuff and mm -hmm. you know you see him whenever or him or her or whatever anyway um but this is your, the cat what i see from it because coming not from the magnitude of your situation right but just coming from a magnitude of my situation certain things needs to push you to grow to you Factual. and I, and i see the growth like you know you said you walked in the room joe rogan walks in what's up how you doing boom sits down mm -hmm. and when i talk to these guys and i tell them oh we're gonna have x y and z these type of people on the show and yeah, I don't know, King. I yeah, don't know. We, we like, you're, attack, from yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. yeah, you're King. I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. We'll be like, well, we'll see you Listen, next episode. And, it, and it, took me, it, took me, it took me a while, like, to, you know, obviously, you, you feel certain stuff about things that happen, and then, you you know, you stop following people, whatever. And then I thought to myself, well, I have to go back and 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 continue to listen to these to to these other these places because, it for me if I'm if I'm over here talking about the conversations need to continue right mm -hmm. as angry as that stuff made me I have to go back and I have to hope that we can get to a point where we can continue to have these conversations, conversations. where exactly. where where you know you know. Colin could be on kind of funny one day, just mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Right, <laughs> right. I, right. But, but the thing is, it's, it's, I have to, I have to keep that hope that we can get there because yeah. 
because the problem seems to be so widespread and because the, this this pervasive this this thing is pervasive in the mm-hmm. culture of gaming it you know to think that that is just who we are moving forward mm. it's it, it, it breaks my heart so, i, I gotta hit time on y'all i'm sorry i know because no, we, we're it killing this man when we get to uh the topics if we get to the time this man has limited time that we are let's go let's go flowing through trust me i love this is powerful stuff i don't want to mean to be disrespectful but i have to respect Colin in your time because I know I know you got a hard stop. But I, but I, I do want to mm-hmm. drop this first code. Yeah. In order of uh, Lord Colin, what we've done mm-hmm. is I went on there and I I bought a couple of his game codes. I'm gonna drop the first one in the chat oh. right now. Uh, definitely go try these games that out. Twin man. Breaker, uh, now Broxia Two. Breaker, old school yes. baby. Twin Breaker is gonna be the first one. So there it is. Like yeah, it's for Xbox Obvious. <laughs> Yeah, I got two of each, so there's three other codes to give out. I, I heard that podcast though, where you guys are you, you had to you rethought that once it once it happened. Yeah, four paddles. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, that's the, the we didn't know how hard our games were. I don't know how we keep doing Absolutely. this over and over again, but yeah. no, no. So look, man, again, tremendous. I, I hate to be the the, the person that no, stops go, the go, fun, go, go. but no, we got to move on. But um, look, again, I just want to say again, powerful, powerful story, powerful stuff. Love what you said, Saab. So what I want to do, if you guys don't mind, at least get that MLP topic off. Yeah, let's because go. Because this is big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let, let's transition to that. And so, do you want to set it up, so for me? Or no? Or you want me to get it? Oh, yeah, I'll set it up. MLB okay. topic. Because I know you MLB, so I got it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, um, so yeah, so it was announced earlier this week that MLB The Show would be coming into Game Pass day and date when it releases on April 20th. And the internet exploded because... Yeah. How is it that a Sony first party game um, is now has more value on on the Xbox platform mm-hmm. as opposed to on the PlayStation platforms where people who are who play on that platform now have to pay $70 for that game day and day. Um, obviously, things came out about who's publishing the game and sort of what, you know, what the business behind it could have been. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that no matter how you look at this, it's just it's not a great look for PlayStation, even if they didn't weren't there's nothing they could do about this. Um, so what I want to ask you guys is, <laughs> is, is does this open the floodgate for, floodgates for other stuff? And specifically to Colin, like with this type of move that's happened, that, that's happened, like what the hell are they doing over there? Like, what's going on? I think I think you, you said as much in the tweet, like, I don't know who's asleep at the wheel here, but something's going on. Like, well, yeah, that was what was weird about it. I mean, so we knew this was going to happen. We knew the game was coming over, right? It's not going to stop on Xbox. I think it's going to come on Switch next year and all that. Yeah. And, and um, we knew it was going to happen by 2022, so it happened a year early. But what I was surprised about was that this verbiage wasn't in any of the contracts in other words how we know mlb is publishing it on xbox right Right. they're acting as like a proxy so there's some sort of like layer of deniability here but how could you have possibly had it that your own studio is making a game ostensibly (laughs) for free Mm -hmm. for your rival Mm. and that this is possible like it in other words like when game game pass was like well microsoft was probably like hey can you imagine like phil spencer or their lawyers going over them and be like there's nothing in these contracts that say we can't just give this game away mm. you know there's literally nothing here you know and what, Colin? i bet you 20 bucks these are going in contract from here on out. that's why we got the lord of legality in the building too was he, was, he was, the contracts? <laughs> we got the lord we got of virtue we building. got hogan in the building to sort this out too with colin oh don't i owe you knees <laughs> uh for what i don't even remember. okay so um 
I believe that I told you that I felt that the Series X and the Series time. X. We got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, time. Uh, we do got to get time. That Series X and Series X was going to outsell the PlayStation 5. You gave those and, to me already. Yeah, you did. You did. You three times this year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just make sure you got you, those. You, you made right. your payment, sir. You got them. All, All right, right, cool. Now, continue. Colin, continue, like I said, your, your point with the. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I just, I'm just surprised that it, it, it was. I'm surprised that it was legally possible. It's it's not that Microsoft did it; it's that it was possible. And I think Sony uh, never thought they would do something like that, like ever approach so, so in this scenario. Like yeah, that. exactly. So, so the thing I that I question about this is like, is there you know people question like whether Jim Ryan knew this and he agreed to this, right, or whatever the case may he's be. Complicit. Is, is, is that something? <laughs> right, as King would say, he's complicit. Is that something that's even a possibility here? Um, he, yeah, it's it's possible that he knew, but. Here's what happened, all right? I mean, I'll just tell you guys clearly what happened, although I think a lot of people know this. Major League Baseball came to Sony and was like, we're giving the game, we're giving the license away to other people um, if you don't publish your games on other platforms. Right. So that's what they agreed to do in order to hold on to, because Sony San Diego, I mean, that's what they do. Right. Um, they used to make NBA games, as people know, and all that, but uh, so I think that Sony was just put in a corner where they're like, if you want to keep this game, then you're going to need to publish it everywhere. and. Uh, otherwise, we're going to open up, you know, it's not to say that you wouldn't be able to make yours anymore, but we're going to let 2K and EA back in and there's going to be a problem for you. And I think that that's what happened. So uh, MLB acting as an intermediary, which they also do for the RBI baseball games, gives Sony some plausible separation from it. And I'm sure Rick will have more insight into this, but yeah. it's it's unbelievable to me to think that this was possible. And I think that this was a I could be wrong on this, but this is probably a massive legal error on Sony's part. Mm. And if anything, um, I think we're I'm kind of hoping for a situation where Microsoft and Sony start playing nicer together. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've often said it would be nice to, for instance, get a very customized game pass on PlayStation one day mm -hmm. or something with just Xbox first party games or something like that. So it wouldn't cut into the 70 percent rips that Sony are getting on third party games or the 30% rips, I should say. Right. Um, but I feel like there's something amiss here. And I feel like this this is such a punch in the throat Ooh. by Microsoft to Sony that I feel like it's gonna set them back. Like if yeah. they're really if they were getting any if it was getting any warmer between two very cold rivals, <laughs> I feel like this is gonna make it much worse. And yeah. it's embarrassing. I mean, this is this is embarrassing. Ooh. And there's no way to make it look good for Sony at all. It's horrible. Horrible situation. For them. Glad, I, don't, I personally don't care. I'm glad even you... even putting it in PS Plus, it doesn't fix it. it well, they wouldn't. I mean, if they can't, they can't now because well, they they can do it in May, but we already know April's PS Plus game. Yeah. So at the very least, the game will have come out For and months. already be on Xbox. Right. The, the biggest months. question, Colin, do you think they would do that in May? <laughs> no, because I, I don't. They don't give away their first party games like that. So that would be pretty unprecedented. They do that with some second party stuff and some. Like they did that with the uh, Concrete Genie and some like kind of questionable first <laughs> slash second party stuff, but giving away and that's, MLB that's is that crash team racing thing that they had that destruction, the whatever. Yeah, the demolition oh yeah, destruction teams. all stars. But yeah. that was just because they realized no one was pre-ordering. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I mean, that was I was afraid that was going to happen to Returnal. So hopefully that because I think that game looks fantastic. But right. the the thing with the the show is. And I don't think people look at it through this lens is that mm -hmm. it's a first party game. Sony makes 100 percent of the money that they sell. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not like they're competing with Microsoft. It's not like Outriders, right, where that's on Game Pass or you can buy it. Right, because right. even if you buy it on Sony's platform, they're just getting 70 percent of the profit. Mm -hmm. But with MLB, they're getting 100 percent. So every time they don't sell a game there, it's worse. 
right. when they're you know when with MLB because it's it's a it's an opportunity cost. Right. It's not just them losing an outrider sale; it's them losing a first party sale, which is their most valuable, valuable sale. Thing. No, this is a dangerous this shot. Is, this is this definitely <laughs> broke the internet. I, I, we got the Lord of Virtual Legality in the realm, my man, Lord Richard Hogg, and of course we got. Uh, it looks like Andrew Central's. Nicholas Downey, but he dipped out for a second. Hopefully, he'll be back with his Zoom call. But let's start with Hogue, man. Um, obviously, Hogue, this news shaked the internet last week. I was dying. I, I didn't get that virtual legality live on deck. I believe you were traveling. While I me was. I was traveling. I took a week off for Pete's sake, everybody. I got <laughs> so many DMs. How dare you? I needed that, that, that virtual legality to get your assessment. So, Lord Hogue, let's get right to it, man. Like, what what did you think about that whole situation? And and just the, like, what kind of what Colin alluded to, like, was it a situation where you felt like when you see these type of contractual things with MLB, that was there anything Sony could have done to prevent it, this inevitable outcome that really didn't look good for the optics? Well, you know, this. to my eye, uh, so we knew in 2019 when this was all announced that the MLB, Major League Baseball, was clearly putting pressure on Sony to release their game on multiple platforms. This isn't generally something Sony would do on its own. Sony views its walled garden hardware as its primary profit source. It's how it all functions. They're not trying to sell a Game Pass equivalent as much as they might try to position PlayStation Now or, or Plus out there in the environment to pretend that it is Game Pass. So in 2019, we got the first words that MLB The Show was coming to other platforms. Presumably, it'll be coming to the Switch as well. What we didn't know until this past week was that MLB apparently had the right to assume publishing. And with that right, the right to determine how it's sold on the competing console because the worst possible thing colin is right here i know you know the name of his old show right <laughs> this, is, <Good> one. <laughs> this is the worst possible look for them because they will have put the money in to produce this game they will try to sell it on their platform uh for 60 70 dollars depending on the console i assume it's both prices uh and xbox users are going to get it for quote unquote <laughs> free we always use free those quotes when we talk about game pass mm -hmm. but it's the truth sony will have spent all this money whatever the deal is with game pass will presumably trickle some money over to sony as the developers mm -hmm. but the primary relationship that negotiation at least as it's presented right now is between major league baseball and xbox and you can understand exactly how major league baseball wants this is that it wants the most eyeballs playing baseball games. It has had million. giant swaths of the video game industry not serviced by what is an excellent baseball game. The show yes. is fantastic. It's beautiful. Absolutely. It's the best, best yeah. baseball game out. Oh, stop. Absolutely. It is. I mean, I got on my baseball cap. Uh, yeah. the best uh, baseball game out. But continue. continue. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so they want it to be brought to these eyeballs. They're looking at FIFA and Madden and everybody making Correct. a fortune on selling cards Rue. and sometimes getting sued and regulated by governments that don't like the gambling. <laughs> and... They say, why can't we have a casino in our game? And, and they're, they're starting to move forward with broadening that appeal. But it is a surprise to me that Major League Baseball, even though they were clearly putting it on leverage, that Sony, you're going to release this on multiple consoles by, it looks like, 2021, mm -hmm. that they had the capacity to go and negotiate a separate deal. Because when you're looking at this, if you're the lawyer sitting there at Sony Great. trying to figure out how this looks, one of the things you're trying to protect is... If you've got a third party involved, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that they're incentivized in the same direction that you are in order to make sure that you can get money out of this thing. It is a lot less problematic if the show appears on Xbox for $16, $70 like it appears on Sony. Right. That's okay. We're going to make more money. We're going to owe 30% of a licensing fee. But 
you know, this is the same conversation I had in virtual legality with my viewers about, well, there is an example where you could see Microsoft deciding to put something like Starfield on PlayStation because if it's free on Game Pass, it looks good for Microsoft anyway. They can still make money because it's their game over on Sony. And it looks like they're going in a different direction. Which is what but Colin I do tweeted. Think, so, yeah, continue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I do think that that hybrid kind of solution is something that will make sense economically as Microsoft becomes more of that permanent revenue generating subscription service and Sony continues to operate in their wall garden. Mm-hmm. I continue to see, I think I just tweeted this out a couple of days ago, us moving towards a kind of synthesis right. that once you get over some of the rivalry here and Microsoft kind of gives up on selling its boxes specifically in favor of this giant subscription service, mm-hmm. that you might see more of this kind of unusual pairing. And that's my hope right. because I think it's great for gamers. Uh, but right now with MLB the show, mm-hmm. the MLB took over apparently negotiated a deal for Game Pass, the big surprise. (laughs) And we have no idea what the economic terms are there, but it would be a surprise if they're terribly lucrative to Sony and they definitely kill some of the value Mm -hmm. in both the PlayStation 5 and the people that might otherwise buy it over there. I I can tell you right now, Mm -hmm. and this is different because it isn't first party, I was going to 100% buy Outriders on Sony. That Game Pass announcement comes out, and it's like, I would be a fool to buy it over there. That's right. Come over here, Hope. Come over here. And and so, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for Square when they're making that decision. It's a big deal to Sony. Then you take it and you make it a Sony first party. Right. And it's rare that I look at social media uh, inflammations uh, and these kinds of discussions and say that they're worth the hype, but this is a big one. Absolutely. I, I have a question. I, I got something to say to King real, real okay. quick. Yes, What's sir. the scarf, man? What's going on well, here? Well, well, first of all, first of all, I got on my baseball cap. All right, it back, <laughs> right, because there's a fly ball, and I'm waiting for somebody to bet and hit it out. So I'm, I'm catching. All right, I got it, you. I got forward. you. I just got one more whole question. And I, I got a, a, a Nicholas Dodd question. So Hulk, again, I, I get everything you're saying, right? And, and yeah. you're saying this is definitely a publishing deal. MLB did on their own. I, I get it. I guess the question I have is: Would there be language that would prevent? it from being on ps now would there be like a almost like a non-compete in a way from a That's from a crazy. service because i guess the the sony fan base the concern was like okay <laughs> if you made the deal with game pass or whatever like how is it not on any of their services that that that's the question well understand sony needs to recoup their development costs and their business model is not set up to get those development costs back with kind of the nickel and dimes and playstation plus and playstation now right. microsoft has moved completely in that direction and put all this marketing behind it and is and is trying to make money that way so sony looks at this and says well this wasn't the way we had intended this wasn't how our budgets were planned over the last year or two years Mm -hmm. and so could they do that it would surprise me if they can't um that i think the biggest issue here was that in between 2019 and 2021 game pass exploded and their lawyers lawyers are human beings and you're trying to anticipate every possible change in a market and a business model as you go through these contracts Mm -hmm. it appears that they were okay with major league baseball publishing but probably not with giving it directly to microsoft's quote-unquote free netflix type service and so that changed i don't think there would likely be a prohibition on doing a similar thing uh, on the sony side but understand in general a third-party licensor is going to have some interest in how the money comes in and you're going to have an accounting to them for the sales of your units. Mm -hmm. So there could be something that doesn't make a lot of sense economically with the Sony MLB direct contract that MLB doesn't care about because they negotiated their own contract with Microsoft. And yes, if that is in fact the case, Mm -hmm. then Sony spent 
tens of millions of dollars making a game that would only be worse served on their console. Uh, that's, that's not great. Wow. Okay. No, I, may I? Can I no, no, Chris, please, Colin, please, yes. I, I, I was always listening to Mr. Hogue talk. I, I was thinking of a few things. Like, the, the first thing is, is that, and, and, and it's like you said, I tweeted out, like, because I had this idea, right? I was totally wrong. I owned it. But I had this idea that Microsoft would leverage PlayStation by releasing all of their games on PlayStation ultimately from Bethesda and just charging 70 bucks for them. Yeah. Just being like 70 bucks Starfield, 70 bucks Elder Scrolls, whatever, or you know, free or subscription base here. They took Sony's own game <laughs> and then did that to them. Yeah. So so there, it's, it's, so it's hard to make any there's no because because you know Rick was saying like even with um the let's say they got a nice lump sum from MLB for this, which I'm sure they did. Um, it's not enough to cover what they're losing. And optically, if they joined PlayStation now and did that now, it would clearly be a reactive move. Like, yes. so it would not only be like the first first party game of any consequence that would be on PS now day and day, but they would be doing it in direct reaction. But I was wondering if this is also possible. I wonder if Major League Baseball went to them and was like, uh, we literally do not care if you make this game. Anymore. Wow. <laughs> because, wow. Because we want to open this up. Look what's happening with EA and 2K with mm -hmm. golf right now. Yes, that was that's an interesting place. There was no golf game for a couple of years. Remember, a few years after correct. Tiger Woods, they did the Rory McIlroy one. Yeah. But then that was it. Now there are going to be two licensed PGA Tour games next year yes. after there being none Preach. right for years. And I feel like MLB is looking at this and being like, we actually don't care if you make these games because EA and 2K and others are banging our door down to make this yep. game. Here's our lucrative deal to you. And it's interesting that Hogue said in 2019 they made this deal. I bet if the MLB went forward and could do it again, they would be like, we don't want to stay with you at all. Mm. You can make this game, but we're going to open the license up. So I think the MLB doesn't really care how Sony feels because they <laughs> need Sony sense. needs them way more than they need Sony because they have at least two other publishing partners that have and would make a quality <laughs> baseball game in High Heat and 2K. So I'm wondering that's, if that's also in there. That's well, when I the mean, hot chick realizes that she's hot. <laughs> and she doesn't care what you're doing. I'm tired of this. And the other dude is banging down the door. Phil Dominus, Maximus, <laughs> Here we go. Through with the bag. And I don't care what nobody say. Uh -huh. This is the best thing. They can't pivot. They can't move. Oh, like God. they can't say we're gonna put it over here right now. We go. It'll be reactionary, right? Mm -hmm. So they can't do that. They already told you what their next move. <laughs> Yeah, I was. <laughs> Slate is going to let Hogue respond they, to, to the column. They can't switch that up. So the best part of this whole thing is, mm -hmm. this is a chess move where you're stuck in the corner because the next move might be mate. And this is so fantastic. Like Hogue <laughs> says, he was going to go buy Outriders over there. He was he was committed. Yeah, no, to I was. buy Outriders over there. Absolutely. And then what did Phil Dominus Maximus really expensive <laughs> do for you? Give me three Outriders. That's right. There you go. You're over here now. So. <laughs> I was committed to buy this baseball game on Xbox as soon as it came out, right? When they when they announced it, I was one. I had a whole video lined up. I was going to go in the store. I was going to have now my he's got two videos lined on. up. No, I got a different video now. Uh -huh. So and I was going to go to put it inside my PlayStation and say ah 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 and put it inside oh my Lord, Xbox. Oh messy! And, 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 and turn it up right there. Uh -huh. This uh, he did so, something great for me. Get hope. So so here's what I would say. I I. I I think that Major League Baseball does think that, um, that they have these other possibilities. I, I will say, uh, being a big business, having a CEO title next to your name, 
uh, doesn't make you infallible as much as talking to some of them might make you think that they think that. And so I do think Major League Baseball is pressing on Sony, but it is a game of chicken. Uh, mm. Yes, it looks like Sony has, you know, fallen to the leverage at this point in time, and they have. But Major League Baseball also doesn't want to lose eyeballs. The entire purpose of this is to broaden the audience. And Electronic Arts or, or 2K or anybody else isn't sitting there ready with a baseball game tomorrow. Right. Um, also... The show is fantastic. And yes. while Major League Amazing. Baseball might think that they are what, 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 what the hot girl, and they might be, they're also dating a nice, respectable man that's doing quite well for himself. And those two people that are knocking down a door say, hey, we're going to make this happen, but you don't have proof of it. So there is risk right. on every side. Mm -hmm. because well, that, that, to, to that, that hardcore secretly be going to those other but, dudes' but house to, to without the point, other one knowing. Okay. But it, it, She's creeping. Right? She's, she's creeping. Her. That's all this is. You want to talk about capitalism? You got to she, she definitely told you she over here for the masses. Like the eyeballs is really she, on she, this side of the fence. Like, she hiding her phone. She hiding texts. Yeah, she going like, outside to make phone calls. Yo, listen, oh listen, God. listen. The, hey, the hey, metrics hey. is there. They know how much they're going to sell uh, given in this space over here on the PlayStation, right? Mm. And uh, to MOB's. Uh, um, uh, astute knowledge they said well what would it look like if we put it multi and we give you the option we're going to go over there yeah of, of course she applied pressure she wanted an open relationship of course <laughs> she went over there she applied that pressure she put it out there and you know it was like either you can mess with me like colin said either you can mess with me too also but i want to date others mm -hmm. or we just don't i I just go to everybody else so, <laughs> she for the streets so, now <laughs> she for the streets so, so sony said you know what I Jesus. agree to this, but what Sony did not agree to was it was for free though. <laughs> the Game Pass aspect. Somebody's gonna clip this and send. No, it this is getting clipped. Oh, I got I gotta get Undead real quick because he jumped in and I got I, oh, I got because I know Tom's up, but I gotta get Undead. Lord Undead Nicholas Dowdy, Android Central in the building. What is your thoughts oh, on the MLB thing, sir? Well, everyone's done a really astute job at describing what's gone on from the PlayStation perspective. So I kind of want to talk about the Xbox side on this one a mm -hmm. bit, because that's more my uh, knowledge of, yes. of vision, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of really brilliant what they ended up doing. Like, obviously, circumventing and making the deal with MLB is probably one of the... I'm not going to say, I don't want to use the term sneaky or underhanded, but it's definitely one of the most roundabout ways I've ever seen to, you know... Mm -hmm have a have a good meal on your enemy's uh front line so to speak right. um because this is the first playstation first party game that's ever been on an xbox console mm -hmm. um but the thing that's most interesting to me is that xbox game pass is now kind of transformed because when this first the service first came out mm -hmm. it was very much an indie centric you know your smaller games and your older games right. and that was what it was kind of geared towards and like as someone who likes older games and indies a lot it really catered to what i wanted mm -hmm. but we've kind of seen a shift over yes. the past six months mm -hmm. especially when you start looking at the addition of ea play yep. is a very focal point that they're targeting everybody with this now because you look at ea play we've got games like you know i believe the ufc games in there mm -hmm. you've got the madden game you've got yeah. fifa Correct. now you've got mlb basically if you are a sports guy oh it's just what's even now yeah yeah if you are a sports fan mm 
mm-hmm. and you don't want to pay a lot of money to play your sports games, you go buy an Xbox Series S and you buy your Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. and away you go for a very marginal fee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really brilliant plan that they've executed. Mm-hmm. And Game Pass itself has blown up in such a way that I would never have thought the MLB, MLB being on Xbox is amazing because the MLB games have been amazing for a long time and more people deserve to play those Oh, it's games. a fantastic franchise, yeah. Um, it's one of the best sports games out there. Period. Because ML, MLB, outs, and unlike the Madden franchise, improves in a meaningful <laughs> way every year, whereas Madden very feels recycled and right. et cetera. Um, but to have this game available to more people and then have it available on Game Pass, and, you know, we put the free quotations around it, so many people are going to change their buying behaviors because of that. I have friends that are now like, well, I can get the Xbox One version, so I'm not going to buy it on PlayStation 5 because I'll just play it on my Xbox One X now, and it's part of a membership I already have. It's changing how people approach games, and Mm -hmm. it's wild. Get at it. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, I, a lot of people have, like, I, I get it. Like, you know, when people ask, like, look, when it comes to exactly what's going on with the, you know, does Sony have to answer? A lot of people say no. But, like, to me, it's situations like this. They, they've successfully got people that was going to buy Outriders on the other platform. They're buying them on Xbox now. Now they got the MLB, their own game. They're buying it. They're playing on an Xbox now. Then they put their own first-party stuff. They're going to be playing that on Xbox. Before you know it, it's flipped. People are no longer buying a PlayStation for their sole practice of playing games. They're buying the PlayStation to play their exclusives, and they're playing everything else on Xbox. It's, it's like PS3 again. And, and, yeah. by, and by the way, I, I, wanted, I, I was just thinking of this, too. I don't know that anyone's really studied this golf how much this affects San Diego studio yes. and how yeah. it affects Sony's first party. Because the one major advantage that I don't think anyone would dispute is that Sony has a massive quality uh, advantage over Absolutely. Xbox when it comes to first party games. Absolutely. And and the one thing that I think is kind of lost in the weeds with the Bethesda acquisition and that 2019 gobbling of studios that they did as well is that they have bad, they can't manage all these studios. I think Microsoft, Microsoft can be in a position where they can get off a triple A game every two to three months after a few years if they get everything going or they're going to be in a situation where they're closing a third of their studios because they're not getting games out and i don't know how that's going to work but i do know Mm -hmm. that san diego studio is in a little bit more peril today because Mm -hmm. they make a game that sells five six seven eight million copies a year and i've been there many times those guys are really dedicated to it famously their producer has a mattress on his floor Mm. um, in his in his office because he never leaves (laughs) and so some law firms i know (laughs) yeah exactly and San Diego Studio also cleared out a bunch of their other teams. I mean, these the guys that made Guns Up and all you know, all that kind of stuff that no one cared about. Mm-hmm. And there's the rumor, of course, that they and they are making games down there, um, right. presumably an Uncharted game. Right. So um, it kind of imperils like their whole objective with that studio, and they don't have as many bullets in the chamber. Right. Um, you know, they have maybe two or three big ones a year if they manage everything right. And I feel like this means more. Um, then people are letting on for that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And the Outriders thing is really interesting too because Sony has two hits this this first uh, four or five months before Returnal to make any money. And mm-hmm. the first one is MLB and the second one is Outriders. Wow. You know, and now and- they have no way to make any, you know, uh, heavy gaming revenue apart from their back catalog. So mm-hmm. I don't know that pe- people are looking at it. It's the total, Xbox is completely owned Sony. I mean, there's yes. it, with the situation, there's no doubt 
Mm-hmm. I, but I think people are not looking at at it deeper because Hogue's right. Like where they want to, MLB wants to court Sony San Diego. They make a great game. They make, they've made great sports games since their nine eight nine you know kind of heritage oh, yeah. stage, right? Back in the day, um, yes. but, but yeah. they, but I and I do, but I do agree, or I disagree in the sense that if they were like, we can stick with you, or we'll just go to EA and Two K, and maybe they'll get their games ready eventually. But we're gonna now just hit a bunch more people. In other words, they're paying their licensing fee on a flat, probably a flat basis to Sony per game mm-hmm. sold or for access. But if they're just selling more games, then they don't care who's making them. And I think that's why a lot of A games have been creeping in, specifically with RBI Baseball, where they're trying to kind of hit it from the other end, right? Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in the middle. You know, I used to play the 2K baseball games in like the mid aughts, yeah, and they were okay. They were okay, yeah. but they went, yeah, yeah they went to show. Yeah. They, they, like they were that's pretty. That's kind of where good. they want to get because I think what because mm-hmm. what would be really even more interesting is if they opened it up and then you got a Sega slash EA yep. NFL oh, versus yeah, NFL yeah, 2K yeah. versus yeah. Madden thing where Situation. people start really selling games at different prices, and then San Diego Studios in a lot of trouble. So mm. I feel like this is more perilous than maybe people are letting on and we won't know how it s- settles out until we mm-hmm. see the sales data and the sales data is going to be more muddled than ever this year they beefed up their team to to make these multiple copies because it was i mean it was sort of strange to me that they never talked about you know outsourcing to make these other versions no or, they made them there and they made them all there well, yeah. you want to you want to hear something really interesting i mean this is another thing that people haven't really considered Sony San Diego, a first-party team, had Xbox Uh, dev dev kits (laughs) uh, long before the consoles were even announced. You know, as you know, so there's there's a lot of interesting insider stuff here. It was the same Mm. thing like when I used to go to Insomniac to like write stories down there when they were making Sunset Overdrive. We didn't know at the time. I was there for Resistance Three or for Fuse or something, but. They wouldn't even let me on that side of the building mm. because they were afraid that I would see the Xbox consoles. And the minute you saw an Xbox console yeah, and Insomniac, you knew, you knew, you knew something on. was up. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a similar thing. With, mm-hmm. And so I'm always fascinated by that. Like, when did they get their dev kits? Like, <laughs> it, there's a lot of fascinating stuff I wish I knew a little bit more about. I, I think I they don't... made it clear. I, Ramon Russell always does a, a yearly thing with Ryan to talk about the game over on IGN. And and you could tell this year, when anytime Ryan asked him how difficult it was, <laughs> on his face, you could see it like, well, we turn around this game in nine months every year. So imagine now having to make multiple versions of this same game. Right. And you could tell that there was a weariness to to him. Um, and it's 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 crazy because again, you 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 if you run the studio into the ground, then what happens? Yeah, I don't I don't it's it's really gonna that's the thing is that like they have this one box they can check every year. They've yep. been checking it since the PS2 and PSP days with NBA inside and all that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> these guys have a game every year that's really important. And let me let me ask you a question, yeah. Colin. Really sure, I'm quickly. sorry. Please. Really quickly. Um so if the game sells uh, on a Xbox platform, right. Sony gets paid, right? Yes. All right. So Jim Dance moves Ryan is compliant, <laughs> right? He's compliant here because you have X amount of people that's inside Game Pass, right? And I'm calling for everybody in Game Pass to download this game. Now, let's say <laughs> half of those people get hooked to this wonderful game. And not and the quality of the game is phenomenal. Let's let's not, you know, get, mm. go past that. Let's say half of those people or or a five percent of these people purchase this game. Because it does just because it's on Game Pass doesn't mean you cannot purchase the game. Right. I, I outright purchase games after I try them. I like them. I'm buying them. Right. Right. You buy this game. The studio. I think the studio will be in great shape 
if they sell whatever they're going to sell on the PlayStation platform, because you have those PlayStation people over there that I'm buying the game over here regardless. I don't care what it's doing in Game Pass. Right. I'm inside my own ecosystem. ecosystem. Right. I'm buying my games here. So those people are accounted for. That stuff gets paid for over there. Now, let's say they make a huge profit over here. Doesn't that bolster and boost the studio up opposed to the the uh, uh, thoughts of it uh, having an adverse effect? It, yeah, it could it, be at the other side of the coin there, right? Certainly. I, but I think it's the same thing when people talk about Microsoft and how, like the Bethesda deal, right? Six and a half right. billion or whatever. They made that back in their profit the next quarter. Yeah. So right. they, But that came from like Azure and all yeah, that stuff, right? right? So yeah. it's all kind of mixing up. And I think it's a similar situation where I think Sony's happy to make some money, but I think there's an opportunity cost to lose. Like Sony's exclusivity is all they really have. And I'm yes. one of the guys, by the way, that um, I've said over and over again, I don't think PS5 is remotely worth having right now. Like I, I know a lot of people are out there like trying to buy one. Yeah. I, I don't think it's worth, I don't think it's worth it at all. I mean, maybe Returnal and Ratchet are gonna change I, said this. I think it probably will. Yeah. I said in June, yeah. But I, I feel like to me, there. I'm a Sony fan. I love PlayStation. I do I do the most listened to PlayStation podcast in the world. And I'm telling you, you, don't buy a PS5 because what's the point right now? But I feel like there's a lot of people like that. So you're talking about like, yeah, there's a bunch of people that are don't care where the, the game's going to be. They're going to buy it on PlayStation 4 right. or PlayStation 5. But I think you're looking for those edge cases because. Right. Yes. And this is why I think Microsoft maybe missed an opportunity of like the Starfield stuff on PlayStation. We don't know what's. It looks like it's not going to happen, but yeah. you have to eat around the edges, right? And mm -hmm. then the pie gets smaller and smaller. And before you know it, it's like, it's like a supermarket that runs on like a five percent margin. If you if you lose like a few customers, something yeah. become really dire and and mm. catastrophic. And remember, PlayStation had a hardcore fan base that even went out and bought PS3 in 2006 and 2007 right. to the tune of 13, 15, 17 million people. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't enough to, to they, it took them years to turn that around. I'm afraid that Sony is entering a similar situation because it's very hard mm -hmm. to turn a ship. And I appreciate what they're trying to do with their first parties, mm -hmm. but they're going to need more. And so losing a first party game, essentially, right. mm -hmm. at a time when you're when your competitor just bought a massive publisher, it's I, yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to see King like how it plays out for a few years, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sony was much more cagious ab mm -hmm. about showing their sales figures for this game, which they usually aren't. Right. Um, and also how much licensing money they're going to lose on Xbox because exactly because they're getting a little bit of a rip for every Game Pass subscription. No one really knows how it works. We want right. to get our our stuff on Game Pass and then people will tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably be NDA from doing that, but I'm kind of curious how that works, too. Right. But just the game being on Game Pass is mm -hmm. so injurious because they're missing the 30 percent rip. You know, yeah, so let me, let me ask you a yeah. quick question. I know time is limited and I, I want to. Oh, ask yeah. You no, I, didn't the clock. I do. Yeah, I, I know. Moment. I know. Yeah. So the question I have for you is the way I've been looking at it and you, oh, everybody's making fantastic points is it almost feels like a, a paradigm shift as far as next gen warfare, whereas in the past, you know, we've seen Sony aggressively make these third party time exclusive deals or outright exclusive you know, deals to the platform, whereas it looks like Microsoft is attacking with Game Pass almost day and day. And if we could say there was one Achilles heel to Game Pass initially, besides their initial uh, Xbox Game Studio first party, it was that third party would usually come at a later date, older in the life cycle. So my question to both of you is that, you know, if Microsoft continues to be aggressive, as we're seeing with an Outriders, as we've seen with this MLB, the show deal, we've even seen things like Octopath, you know, Traveler, which wasn't day to day, but the gist of it is this diverse kind of picking and choosing of these powerful kind of third party games. You know, what does Sony do to kind of try to combat that? 
because that seems like an aggressive approach as far as I'm concerned. So I just want to ask Colin and Hope before Colin leaves. Yeah, I, I, you don't mind if I jump in first? Yes, Hope, please, right? please, please. No. Um, so I think I don't want to underestimate what Sony's doing. The whole <laughs> why buy the kill cow when you can get the milk for free? I totally right. get it, right? right. Like go around and do second party deals or timed third party deals and it's safe it's very safe to do that it's very safe to go to blue point and say like make demon souls it's very safe to go to square enix and say like here's 50 million dollars we want final fantasy 7 remake for a year right something like that or 25 million dollars whatever they're offering up these are safe deals but by investing in studios ip uh, pipelines and all those kinds of things you you get fruit later that's right. how we got Naughty Dog making Uncharted Fast. and Last of Us because Fast. they used to make like Rings of Power. Yes. You know? And, and Way, way of the Warrior for 3DO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sucker Punch making, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. They used to make Sly Cooper. Yes. And, and Sony used to really be involved and they did this with Insomniac where they would say, like, we want to work with people first, then we buy them, right? So they did this with Insomniac, Sucker Punch, uh, Naughty Dog. And then they make studios from the ground up, which I actually think is what they're going to do. And I think that there are going to be a few announcements to that effect in the next year or so okay. um including maybe finally acknowledging that there's a team in san diego working on a game um so another game other than mlb so i understand their approach but microsoft is going to start flooding the zone to such an extent right. that mm -hmm. you can't possibly survive um doing this and so i think first of all i think jim ryan is on the clock mm. uh, i think i think he's so wrong um about so many things that you can't help but look at his leadership and then i think the other thing is, is that they're going to have to turn around and start making PS Now into more of a competitor because um, Microsoft's Achilles heel with Game Pass is that they can't possibly be making any money on it. In fact, right. I bet you they're losing catastrophic amounts of money on it. And that's the one thing that uh, I keep trying to tell Xbox fans is like Microsoft is probably losing billions and billions of dollars on Game Pass, but they don't care yeah. <laughs> and sony does sony does care remember yeah. that playstation 3 almost killed sony yep you know it almost killed the company so unlike xbox where it's just a thing that they, I, I own microsoft stock no one really cares about xbox when it comes to microsoft money right, right. everyone cares about playstation when it comes to sony money and mm -hmm. so they can't play around and so they're in there i don't want to say they're in trouble because they're the market leader as far as we know still but mm -hmm. this stuff will settle out soon and it's i don't think it's going to look great for them i just mm -hmm. don't Phenomenal. Hulk, your, your response, and then I'll, I have a Yeah, no, I accept that response, though, Colin. I accept that response. <laughs> Thank you. That's all Actually, I've been saying. Yeah, yeah. And everyone <laughs> keeps telling me, Attic, you're being too much. Attic, they don't have to do nah. nothing. I'm like, look, it, I can't tell. If you can't see down the road, if all you see is fog and water, that's not my fault. Like, <laughs> well, I, I want to say real quick in a battle of attrition, Sony loses 100% of the time. Yep. So. Uh, so you can't, they have to do something. So anyway. Yeah, no, they're not remotely the same size. I mean, that's a point that I bring up in, in my videos. And I have, I think on this very podcast, which is that mm -hmm. we, if you're not thinking of Microsoft as just a trillion dollar company, you're, you're not getting the scope of these two, these two industry leaders, even though you love video games, Microsoft has so much more going on. It's not even close. Yeah. Um, I will say this, uh, while Microsoft can find the money in the couch cushions to buy Bethesda, <laughs> And I think they're going to continue to do that with further acquisitions. I, I do think there are things Sony can do. I think Sony is coming to the realization, or they should be, that there really is a market for a recurring revenue subscription service. And they better start thinking about exactly how they want to uh, position themselves in that market. Now, in my perfect world, I would be acting behind the scenes to figure out exactly what a relationship with Microsoft looks like to get some version of Game Pass on the PlayStation, yes. because I really do think that you can, much like this particular situation, 
undercut in some important ways your main competitor by changing the exclusiveness of what is going to be their primary premier product. And if you have that availability on your box, effectively, you're the box to get because you have your first party, you have whatever God of War 3 looks like, you have Game Pass with some accessibility. And if you do it right, Microsoft doesn't ultimately care. If they're making money from that bigger audience, they don't, they, they aren't evidencing a strong interest in selling boxes under right. the TV. So it's a matter of getting their math to work. And Colin is exactly right in saying what I've said for a number of years, which is that the Game Pass math couldn't possibly be working right now. No. This is a, what we might consider a marketing effort. You know, we just saw, let's say, Disney Plus increasing their rates by a significant percentage, 15 percent uh, mm -hmm. across the board. Game Pass is right now in the gain eyeballs, gain eyeballs, gain eyeballs. And if they weren't Microsoft, you would see this for what it is in terms of a startup just trying to get subscribers, never being revenue positive and trying to get bought by Microsoft, right. you know, say mm -hmm. maybe a Discord type company. And Microsoft's doing that right now as a, effectively a startup, Game Pass being a startup model where you put all this stuff out, you put all this capital in, you get all this investment, even though it's self-investment, on the hopes that you can spin it around. And the big question mark for me mm -hmm. is when effectively the two or three years of a dollar of Game Pass runs out. That deal, I, everybody that I've talked to is on that for Game Pass right now, I'm on it. Mm -hmm. From when they essentially allowed you to upgrade your Xbox Live Gold, and just get Game Pass for free for a dollar for the rest of the time period. When that clicks over and they actually start asking you for $15 a month, what they're trying to do right now is prove the value proposition. So you say, well, I'd be stupid not to, mm -hmm. but everything changes when they start to figure out what that population looks like when they're not running ridiculous deals. And when developers and publishers start to get more and more analytical data about whether the deal that they made with Microsoft for Game Pass was a good one, was a smart one, because all of these are bespoke. You know, I think Colin and, and maybe Yukog said, hey, mm -hmm. what, what are these deals even at Game Pass? Everything that we've read suggests that they are different for every for everyone. Game, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. The triple A to double mm -hmm. A to single A to indies, whatever it might be. And that takes an enormous amount of analytical resources. And some people are going to have gotten burned and Definitely. some people are going to be making out like bandits. But it's <laughs> a very arduous, timely process. Mm -hmm. And it's a question mark about whether or not everybody's going to be willing to enter into that deal the second time, the third time, the fifth time, when Microsoft actually looks to turn this into a profitable division of their company. Because right now they are not. And yes, every publisher should be jumping on and taking all their money and saying, thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> oh my God, we're eager. Lily Mo's eager to take Lily Mo, yo, <laughs> heading back to truck up for Lily Mo. Let's go. And that's exactly what should be happening. But we, it still hasn't turned that corner. Right. And there have been companies that never turn that corner. And I, I think Game Pass will. I think they've got a smart direction. I think they're eating PlayStation's mm -hmm. lunch in terms of important stuff. Definitely. But we haven't seen that yet. So there are these mm -hmm. question marks. So <laughs> if I'm Sony, I'm starting to try to figure out exactly what I can do with Microsoft. Uh, they're clearly aggressive, sharks, buying things, uh, and, and whether or not I can get some version of Game Pass on the service. Mm -hmm. Because if I got a box that has Game Pass and my first party stuff, well, right. then. I once again win the value. Win the I, 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 I find it. I find okay, it. Hold on, we, I, I, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And we got to. Yeah, because I was just about to respect Colin because we, yeah. we, we yeah, take yeah. passes hard. We gotta, yeah, we got to I, I was just going to say, I, yeah. I, I do have to go, but I just want to drum because I, I want to keep talking. I <laughs> we love when you keep talking. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to say real quick, I think the only thing that can sneak up on Microsoft in this regard is what Hoag's saying, which and this is actually something that snuck up with Sony during the PS3 era and actually with Netflix. 
which so they're different but with ps3 the more ps3s they sold the worse they were doing financially yeah. because they wow. were losing money on everyone yeah. sold and the same thing with netflix i think was happening netflix has only been profitable i think maybe the last couple of years and disney yeah. plus apparently is losing hundreds quarters. of millions of dollars yeah. with their own content so can you imagine how many billions and billions of dollars so microsoft is going to lose on game pass that's why when everyone anyone's ever asked about it they're always like well we're not trying to make a, it's not a profit play or whatever the hell they yep. Aaron greenberg says it's because you will never admit how much money you're losing on this because it's not good but it's it's kind of putting more and more money into the center and hoping that everyone else loses first because then everyone's going to come on board and so right. i think hoag's exactly right like microsoft if micro if sony was in microsoft's place they'd be playing with serious fire but microsoft yeah, has so much money yeah, yeah. Yeah, Colin. So, before, before you go, I don't, you got to go. Oh, I yeah. forgot one last question that we normally do for our guest is tradition and ILP to, to see you through, which okay. is I never got your top five video games or franchises of all time. I never got that. Interesting. Oh, okay. So yeah. this answer would probably change somewhat depending on the day you ask me, but right. uh, Mega Man 3 is my favorite game of all time. Mm. Um, mm. Final Fantasy 6 would be on that list. Castlevania. You, lost, you just, you you hurt just me. took a sword to took his sword. Yeah, But yeah, no, that's, that's my man. No, that's my man. Castlevania. Symphony of the Night would be on my on my list. Yes, yes. Uh, Bioshock mm. uh, would be on my list. And then I guess that last, I, I would say like maybe something like Super Mario World okay. Oh, okay. Um, would be, you know, or Super Mario 3, something like that would be on that list. So, but that's, t I mean, that's, the older I get, the hard or the harder that gets to answer. Right. You know? And then your best console is the NES, right? NES, yeah. NES, my favorite, always, always forever. Lord always Colin. have a very special place. An absolute pleasure to have Thank you, you in the realm for a limited time. Salute to you. This the story, you. the journey. Again, Lily Mo Games, everything you do at last time. Our good friends over there that you got, the Fighting Duke, the whole movement. Yes. And um, again, thank you for coming on telling your story. You're welcome in the room anytime. Tell the fine people to run where they can find you. What else you got going on, sir? Yeah, yeah Hustle yeah, just... put all his links in the chat. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, come to, just Google Last Stand Media if you want to find the podcast, Sacred Symbols for PlayStation, Defining Duke, which is done by ACG and Mr. Matty Plays Woo! for Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, that's all under our, our umbrella. I also do a podcast with my brother, Knockback, which Not is a bad. retro podcast. Um, and then uh, I make games or I write them. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I own part of a studio, Lilymo, yes. and uh, we just put out Harboxia 2 on everything, mm -hmm. including on Vita. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we had to cancel Which... our newest game on Vita, but we can talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about next time. <laughs> next time we'll talk about it. And so, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of ways to come find me. But I appreciate you guys. I hope to come back soon. You guys oh, are awesome. Absolutely. This is yes. so different Thank than you. my show. Yeah. It's so nice to do around. Like, you know, we do a much more like a PBS style show yeah. with right. cursing. You yeah. guys do, a, <laughs> I do more of like a like an evening commute kind of show, and I love this. Thank you know, like you. The, I love this. Bro. So now, Colin, yeah, you had a great just, guest on Sacred Symbols Plus. Just yeah. Oh yeah. Who is that? Oh yeah, that? Uh, uh, oh, yeah Mr. Hogue, the only guest I've ever had back three times. Woo! Uh, <laughs> that's he, on Sacred Symbols Plus, which is our Patreon exclusive, and we talk all about uh, legal, you know, legal stuff, of course, yes. right. Mr. Hogue, as we would. No so doubt. they let guys, me talk about video games, Colin. You're gonna have to let me do that sometime. I know we will have maybe one. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having thank me. You, thank brother. you, brother. Have a good one, Colin. Appreciate right, you. Guys. Next, <laughs> no, 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 no. Put, yes. next yeah, code I put in the chat is Colin's new game, so definitely yeah. uh, hit that up and go look at that. Have a good nice. one, brother. Absolutely. Let's continue the, the discussion. We yes, get points. back to the MLB, the show. Yes, yes. We gotta, we gotta get, we gotta continue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, Sov and King, we, I didn't remember if you got the you finish your points off because I know we were, we were rushing a bit. Oh, but the, no, the MLB mm. stuff. Listen, man, like I, I was already going to purchase it on the Xbox, right? Mm. I, the fact that this game was going to multiple platforms, I think it, you know, it, it is, I think, in my opinion, 
the best sports simulation mm. period and, and and that's saying a lot when you look at 2k basketball um i think it is the best sports simulation out there and to have it everywhere is amazing right um the this was a power move by xbox yeah. to to do this and uh, i would have never in a million years seen this coming yeah um so it's going to be interesting that first week how the numbers pan out i mm -hmm. really do want to see this and like king was saying like at the end of the day i think mlb obviously the money matters to them but i think the fact baseball is no longer the national pastime as much as i love baseball above all, all other sports mm -hmm. it's just not and to get it into the hands of more people to maybe find more fans is amazing to me. So yeah, let's do it. King, you didn't get a chance to finish your bloviation, sir. Bloviation. <laughs> 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 so so when it was coming over, I was like, yes, okay, of course. You know, I have my baseball cap ready. I'm ready playing for the, oh, the IOP challenges. Like we're taking on all challenges. Uh. <laughs> so I, I could not wait for this game to show up just to rub it in you Sony dude's face. Oh, oh, my. Just 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 to let you know your girl ain't loyal. <laughs> and I'm taking out. We're going to get something to eat. I, was, you know, I had a whole treat thing set up. And then the unmistakable happened. Uh -huh. She DM'd me and said, Netflix and chill. I said, well, of course. <laughs> well, of course. Well, Game Pass and chill, King? Yes. Game Pass and chill. We are not <laughs> making that emote. <laughs> oh, my God. Game Pass and chill. You <laughs> can't be saying Yo, that. Who did this for me? <sighs> Bill Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer has put the boot on your neck. I told you, he is a shock. He is an absolute shock. And you guys thought it was a joke. You thought it was a joke. This is what happens when Microsoft looks down and say, oh, you need money to do what? What are you, what are you doing? Let me see your project. Oh that's, oh, that's wonderful. So you think that you, yeah, and this is what we earned and this is what's happening and this is how many people, oh, well, here, here's the bank. Go do what you gotta do. <laughs> and I see, I don't think they're closing down any studios in the next four or five years at all. Mm -hmm. The only reason why is because they, they brought uh, people that are able to produce their own games and work under their own situation. From and I don't okay. think mm -hmm. those games will ever be on the Sony's platform because only the games that's under contract. Right. Hogan already knows. Games that's under contract, You, they, it's not the viability in breaking a contract. They can go through a long, long, drawn-out legal battle or whatever, which would make no sense <laughs> to throw money into that for no reason. Just put it over there, put it over here in Game Pass for free, and this is the last time you're going to eat at this table. Mm -hmm. right? Because exclusivity, which is Sony's game, Microsoft has heard it enough, is where people want to go. Right, so I don't want to do no patchwork Game Pass on PlayStation either. You take the full Game Pass, or you don't take nothing at all. They're going to beat them to death. This is this is the last time I told you. This is the last PlayStation console. Oh lord! And the reason why I say this, right? Because mm -hmm. like 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 um, the great Colin said, mm -hmm. in a wall of attrition. <laughs> 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 oh, now we quoting. Now we quoting. Now, now we quoting. Quoting. In a war of attrition, Sony cannot compete. And, and you know that felt so good. Understanding that they also see the long game. In the long game, does that dude who you know, who is more fortified in this situation, can actually withstand this battle, mm -hmm. right? So we know the last time Sony had stiff competition, which was the 360. Well, hey, mm -hmm. we know what happened there. Mm -hmm. And you know, leadership got out of that early and went on to the Xbox One X. And 
bad leadership can mess stuff Shout up. Shout out to the Don. You got bad leadership now at Sony, mm. right? And I don't know if they can get a proper person in place that can turn it around in its manner. Right. They can't change the PS Now platform and the PS Plus platform in such a quick manner to make to, it viable for them, in my opinion. Right. Go ahead, Eric. To be honest with you, King, like, I know, like, you know, uh, Lord Hogan, uh, you know, calling, they, they want Xbox to bring Game Pass. And I, I don't think Sony is saying no because of because of Game Pass and it's Microsoft. I think they're saying no because they they see what Microsoft's doing across the way. They're like, okay, like, look, right now we good, but we're going to build up this now as much as we can. That way, if stuff goes south, we drop in day and day. Like, mm. and I feel like if they invite Game Pass onto their platform, yeah. they're going to hurt themselves more than they're going to help themselves. Because I, I truly believe that we're going to get to a point where consoles aren't a thing anymore, and it's just going to be these things. Yeah. These, these PlayStation Nows, these Game Pass. And I think Sony knows that, but they know it's not right now or anytime soon. Right. And they know that if they build up this platform and stuff gets really bad, they could just drop stuff on that day and day and they'll be fine. And I think that's the reason they won't let Game Pass on their server because right. then they're going to be competing with each other. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Look, you know, it's a, it's it's an interesting thing. Obviously, this thing was was catastrophic news for for a lot of people. You know, for different different sides of the fence. But um, yeah, I just want to I want to pivot just a little bit because I know time we, we've been going along, and I want to kind of combine a little bit with the services, being that we kind of transition. So yeah. the the whole thing now, you know, we have obviously this big news with Game Pass. Obviously, the question then becomes, okay, from a service standpoint, you know, what does if Sony even chooses to compete in that space. And then the other thing that we I want to kind of combine in a jumbo topic is um, game preservation. And um, I know we talked with Colin earlier about a little bit of that, you know, with the Vita and stuff, you know. So one, what do you think about you know, their Sony's approach with game preservation. Obviously, we know about the digital storefronts closing. And then the second part would be about what do you think about as far as their, um, on a service standpoint, you know, what do they do to maybe do anything to bolster PS Now or any, you know, in comparison to Game Pass? So let's get, um, let's get Undead Nick Nicholas first and then we get, um, we get Hope. Well, here's my biggest problem with sony because i love i love my playstation 5 i love the games on my playstation 5 i love my playstation 4 i love the games on my playstation 4 but here's the problem i also love the games on my playstation 3 and i also loved all the playstation 1 classics that were on my playstation vita right and one of the best aspects of playstation is its history yeah you know you tell you talk to a lot of people whether you know they start gaming on Nintendo, PlayStation, or wherever, there's very few people you talk to in the gaming space that don't have a loving memory of something on a PlayStation console, whether it's Metal Gear or Killzone or wherever the case may be. Um, I just think it's incredibly important to keep those games alive in some form. I don't have an answer for how to keep those games alive. Like, could we get to a point where it's like the movies where like, I believe there's like a government-based archive mm -hmm. of films and everything else. Could we get to that point with video games? Maybe down the road, maybe that's something we could look into. I don't know, cause that's not exactly my field. I'm just spitballing here. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, 
I can't vibe with the energy that I saw online where everyone's like, well, I only care about new games. I don't care about games on the PlayStation Vita. I can't get behind that idea Mm -hmm. because your new games will eventually become old games. Mm -hmm. And then they don't all of a sudden stop mattering. Like it's 2021 and I still write articles about Doom 1993. Mm -hmm. And I can play, you can play Doom. (laughs) You can play, you, you can write, you can literally play Doom 1993. Someone got that working on a pregnancy test. That's <laughs> Yo! Doom, Doom 1993 is playable anywhere. And I love that because when I talk about Doom 1993, I write about one person will come to me and go, hey, I bought this on Steam. I bought this on PlayStation. I bought this on Xbox, wherever they bought it. Mm-hmm. And said, I got to experience a piece of gaming history. Right. And, and when, you, when, you, when you don't have game preservation, you lose that history. Right. And like the my only criticism of the whole thing, I want Xbox to keep adding more games. I know they say they will. Mm-hmm. I want them to keep building on that history and pulling it forward because it's a great point because mm-hmm. we've seen so many articles the past few weeks and videos and everything else of people going, I really love my PlayStation 5, but I really like how fluid backwards compatibility is right. on the Series X because you don't you're not losing things. Right. And that's the that's the biggest takeaway. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I don't think there's a high population of people on PlayStation Three. It's from a money standpoint, closing the PlayStation Three store and closing the Vita store, business sense wise, it makes sense. Got you. Part part but, two part two because I don't want to lose yeah. out of the part two part, which is the PS Now, you know, uh, possibly doing anything in reference to in in a competitive. Or do you think they just? don't look to to care to bolster that that's not their focus their focus is on the new games and not necessarily trying to bolster that service to put in any type of competition with game pass if you had asked me in 2019 if they would reconfigure playstation now to be more viable against game pass i'd probably undoubtedly say yes mm-hmm. under their previous leadership i 100 believe they would be reevaluating ps now and looking at a way to better compete with xbox on it but Jim Ryan has quite publicly outspoken that they don't need this, a service like that and that, you know, their games aren't sustainable in a model like that. So anyone that's thinking that, you know, all of a sudden they're going to go day and date or anything like that, it's just not going to happen because the leadership itself does not believe that's sustainable. I, I think he flip-flops a lot, so because he also believed in generations, but that's not true. So maybe tomorrow he might... He <laughs> maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. They have a service for you tomorrow. Uh, maybe tomorrow. The thing that when it comes to the, you know, the generations, I, I get what people say that these aren't games that, you know, I care about. These are old games. like... Are, are, like five, ten years from now, when you can't have access to God of War, the original one, like, are we gonna have that same energy? Right. Like the the infamous, you know, uh, one and two. I, I don't think that came. Are we gonna have the same energy? Like, didn't he it, say he didn't like how Gran Turismo looked? Yeah, he did say that. Who wants to play that? Who wants to play that? Yo, first of all, how you me? hire this guy who looked at the oh, Genesis no, of Jim Ryan? Talking about Jim Ryan, not you. I don't like how that looks. What? Get him out of here! Like. The, the the thought process behind a lot of this stuff is really messed up. But I told you guys when y'all were getting him, he's a numbers dude. He's going to mm-hmm. run the number. He's going to crunch the numbers. He's going to see what's viable, what's not viable. He's going to trim the fat. You know, they brought in a numbers dude because their margin of error is so slim 
that they can't afford to have these uh, hiccups. Those hiccups cannot be happening. So if they're bleeding money in one area just to do a fan service, he's going to trim the fat in that area. Now, do they bring that stuff back around in PlayStation Now in some form of capacity that uh, you can purchase these games over inside the store? I can see that happening. Mm -hmm. I can see him doing a business move of that nature. But if something is bleeding in money and you bring in a numbers guy to work the numbers, don't be upset when he's doing numbers things. This is his <laughs> job. Yep, right? And, and, and yep. He, he, he had two of the most successful launches in PlayStation history. Two, right? So he's down with the PlayStation 4 and he's down with the PlayStation 5. Most successful launches. <laughs> you, can't, you can't cry and moan if he's doing one thing on this so, side at, right. in a numbers way and then cry if he's trimming the fat hair. Right. We, we, I keep getting this tweet over and over again. People want me to say this tweet right. on here. Uh, Ch shout out to Chess Corden. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he says, "Don't believe this idea being pushed by some that Xbox Game Pass isn't making money. It isn't sustainable. I know for a fact that it's simply untrue. I did what I was asked to do. Okay. Fair enough. People, people want to correct stuff that you know. Not everything is appeared how as it is. There you go, Randall Thor. I <laughs> know that. Let's get let's get the whole game, man, because we gotta move. We gotta get these two topics in. So hold. Yeah, yeah. Both, well, both I mean, games. I think. Yeah, I'm sorry. In, in all honesty, I think the the topic has been well covered. I, for me, preservation. The biggest issue that you have is that it is primarily more of an emotional appeal than a financial appeal. Mm. We've talked about businesses and fiduciary duty, and I think if you want to spin exactly why they should be preserving, why they should be taking steps like Xbox and Microsoft are doing, which, by the way. It should not be ignored that they use that to help populate their service when they were going through a kind of fallow period mm -hmm. of first party, first party. games. Right. And so it was still a business decision on their part to say, oh, look, we can use our history. We can do this backward compatibility. And I love it. I think everybody that looks at the, the two boxes and says sometimes the Xbox just feels more fulsome because you can pull up a game from 15 years ago, mm -hmm. even if you're not necessarily going to do it. Right. It just feels good. Mm -hmm. And I think you that, that's the pitch to the Sony's of the world is saying, well, look, um, out of the three companies, apologies to the Xbox fans uh, sitting on the podcast here, mm -hmm. uh, I, I would have preferred any of the other companies to be the preservationist over Microsoft, just because I don't love Microsoft's history as much as I love Nintendo's or Sony's. Right. You'll love it later. You'll love it later. Because you got, we got you at Outriders. Are you saying he's going to go back to like the high school sweetheart? No, 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 we'll no, no, no. What, what, what he's saying is his nostalgia is, is, is based here. His nostalgia and his stuff is based in this area. You have a fond memory of PlayStation games and Nintendo games and their preservation yeah. of those games is definitely something for you. But like my son right now, who's yeah. growing up on Xbox 360 and is growing up on Xbox One and he's moving on to Xbox Series S, his preservation starts at Xbox. So and, he would look at you and say, I don't care about Nintendo. I asked him if he wanted a PlayStation 5. He looked at me like I had two heads. What are you, right? <laughs> I, I get so that. it's like, it's, it's individualized. Absolutely. But, it, it, but this Absolutely. is your, your I, part, but I feel you, me too. I'm with I love you all three too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think preservation is important. I 100% love what Xbox has done. I loved popping back into Prey and seeing it boosted and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's a great box, and I think they're doing a great job, and I agree with everybody here who has said that they have gotten a more progressive, advanced, aggressive uh, business model and stance and really direction and drive over Sony right now. Right. Um, but Sony is effectively, and we knew this before the generation started, going forward with 
the old ways, mm-hmm. right? That they're going to have a wall garden. They're going to make some AAA products. That's going to sell them. And, and we don't care about backwards compatibility. We ditched PlayStation 2 compatibility and the PlayStation 3 really as soon as we could. Mm-hmm. And we don't think it's necessarily going to make us money. Right. Uh, so I, I do think that there's a pitch to be made mm-hmm. that as Microsoft grows and, and as Game Pass makes money, which mm-hmm. I think it will do, hopefully it will do, mm-hmm. uh, that you can look at Sony and say, guys, you've got, if not stronger history, if we don't want to give right. them that, you've got as much history as right. Microsoft Legacy. and Xbox. Mm-hmm. And you should be thinking about how to do that. And that's mm-hmm. goodwill. And I think from a financial perspective, I look at it as something akin to short-term versus long-term. Preach. You're probably not going to have a bunch of people playing that old version of Siphon Filter that you've gotten working on your PlayStation 5, except maybe Hope. Um, <laughs> but you are going to generate that we care about our brand we care about what you have invested in both financially and emotionally and we want you to continue to invest in that in the future and that's what phil spencer and xbox has done is he's attached to gamers look this is important to you you've spent hours of your short time on earth playing our products and we want to be able to bring those memories to you and sony said hey the future only and you know i understand that but Mm -hmm. I think that you do get into situations where your news item, if you're Sony, is you're closing old stores. When are you going to close network access? Is my mm. PlayStation 3 even going to work? Mm. Can I play these games that I bought before? And if you start getting those little cracks in the edifice, then, yeah, it's easier to say, Phil Spencer wants me to play all my games. Mm. And yep. so he also gave me Outriders. Well, let's <laughs> say this, right? Mm-hmm. I say this. Um, if you have a Series X, it's a great machine to play all those PlayStation games that, you, <laughs> that you're losing. You know, if you lost them, they're there. The, the, the Iron podcast is not condoned. What I say is look for those solutions for your problems. I did a video on Xbox, 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 actually. You should check it out in Virtual Legality. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> thing, I, like, it's getting to the point, King. I think, you, I think we need a King's World. Like, <laughs> like uh, the, we need the same <laughs> gift, but King's yeah. face on there, not mine. Oh, I feel yeah. like King be having more King's Boot. World moment than oh, Attic. Yeah, but bootlegging with the King. So Attic, man. <laughs> bootlegging with the King. I, I didn't say that. Savage. All I said is we have solutions for we, you. We have solutions here. for when you. When uh, you feel like that door is closed or the window of opportunity is closing and sunsetting on you, don't allow it to sunset. I don't like this voice. Find I don't like this turn. Here. I, 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 I very... have him represent me in front of my bar. <laughs> <laughs> that it was okay, Judge. <laughs> it was okay, Judge. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my saying, God! Hey, there's opportunities. You're I savage. Got you. You're savage, Lord Attic. I, I need game preservation. And uh, is anything PS Now you feel should do? Your thoughts on I both? I think that Sony. Look, I get where King's coming from, like the piracy thing. <laughs> but like, to me, I, I can't front him a whole lot on that because it's yeah. just like. If Sony doesn't respect their own legacy, why should you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. and I know wow. it might like be a morally gray area, but let's be real. Like, if Sony doesn't respect their own stuff to make sure it comes with you, mm. why should you respect them mm. legally? Like, mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying go out there and pirate the stuff, but it's just like, you know, <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's saying, are you implying? <laughs> are you implying? <laughs> wink, wink. Uh. No, no, I'm just saying that, like, when these are shut down and you can no longer buy them, mm-hmm. at that point, how else are you going to get them? 
Yeah. Over no, I mean, well, that, that opens up the market, Tons. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's an interesting proposition. Let me let me ask you the, the, the PS now part because I'm very curious. Like, you know, with the, with everything that Game Pass is doing, you know, do you think they even need to respond, or do you think they even care about that space? Oh, well, I'm just saying they need response since they bought Bethesda. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like they they keep people. Oh, they don't need to do nothing. They don't do that. <laughs> Look, it's fire over here. All right, like, <laughs> it's going down. Sony. They spent smoke for months. Like, <laughs> are you not, implied it's a like, cold red attic? Are we no, implying? No, 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 people sitting there like, oh, it's okay. And, and no, they, they're, they're like, you, you, they're like looking out in the window and like the whole house is on fire. And they're like, we're, we're fine. We, we good over here. No, you ain't. Someone called the fire department. Like, <laughs> I can't with you. Fair enough. He's fair not fair. lying. He's absolutely yeah. telling the right. truth. I said that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I also said with this new leadership, there is growing pains. Mm -hmm. He wants to implement how things are going to get done. He wants to change things around. Mm -hmm. You can't be happy when he lowers the price down to PlayStation Now or he does things like this uh, to, to, to bolster up numbers and subscribers. And, you know, he's he's giving you these exclusive titles that y'all talked about, mm -hmm. you know, um, but you can't be upset when he has to do these things. Right. He has to show his his, um, his his he has to show his value to the company. Right. Well, he you has. Know, I mean, he's it, dominated it, it, Europe. Yeah. He's, you know, he, 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 he's, he has to he's do changed. This. He's changed position. Let me jump in for a minute. He's, sure. he's positioned himself to jump in, and um, you know, basically, when we talked about the um, the, the changing of the guard with the Japanese studios and, and then kind of dispersing roles and stuff like that. I think it was a Soviet, correct? Yeah. Wrong. But um, the the thing that we've noticed, even from the early outset of the PlayStation Five, and I've said this on a couple other podcasts, is that. One thing traditionally, as we and you know, King, like when we used to get the Japanese PlayStation, you know, Cross would always be the confirmation in the U.S. and Circle would be confirmation yes. on, on the Japanese side. And something that I thought was very, a lot of people that I talk about is that was changed on the PlayStation 5. And it, it got a lot of cultural and traditional uproar because it also, to me, it represented a shift in, in, yeah, as far as it, priority. It did. Let me, let me, yeah. I just want to add this one part that I, it just, it was like a little yeah, epiphany right now. And, and I guess um, I've noticed that from that comment that he said with the Gran Turismo. Right. This was an inevitability. It could be. Right, like, and, and you're talking about that uh, history. Right. He, he doesn't really care about the history. Right. Uh, with the buttons, like those but that meant a lot. Right. That was a, 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 a yeah, a cultural right? significance. There's an emotional yes. significance, and also, again, you know, like you said, kind of from a number standpoint, he may be put in position or have, have helped ascend because of the dominance of PlayStation in Europe. Right. Yes. And we know what that did for the generation. So I guess the question becomes with the numbers, if he's able to, to justify his worth with the numbers and, and, and others now that the regime has changed, was it Layden right. and a couple other guys? You know, maybe that was that philosophy change that helped him ascend. I want to get solved because I don't want to go over his point, too. So quickly, Saul, um, your feelings on the PlayStation now, should they do anything, should they change, and then obviously the game Because yeah, we get to that point. We get to that point. I, know. I know, I know, I know. We're going super <laughs> low, super low. So I'm trying to combine, right combine the topics to close us out. So, I don't know. I, it, it just feels like hubris to me, man. It, it really mm. does feel like PS3 hubris vibes? to me. Not that, not that far-fetched, but the fact that 
you know, Jim Ryan still stays on this stance about not, you know, it not being that important to them and seeing what Microsoft is doing. There's very few times I will tell you that they need to, uh, to directly respond to Xbox in the same in the same manner that Xbox is doing to them. Right. I, 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 what I mean by that is doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. in this instance, like Hogue said, when you have when 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 you have the back compatibility bolstering up your sort of lineup while games are actually coming new games are actually ready to come out mm -hmm. you get people to start seeing the value of your service mm -hmm. and little by little when you start making the one-to-one -one comparison you're like why wouldn't i be over here right. mm -hmm. and, and and they're not for whatever reason they feel it seems like they feel like they're still impervious to that comparison and they're not so then when they make these moves, right, and, and last last week when we spoke about it, it was speculation. We didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. Now we know exactly what they're going to do. There was nothing in that statement that indicated, hey, look out for what we're going to do with this. Look right. out for how we're going. Right. To there was no additional sentence. No. Right? We have a plan for you. Exactly. That these stores are closing. Kind of. And none of that. Last point, because you make it a good point, mm -hmm. is. The, the short term notice, which which even Colin had mentioned on his show, which is, you know, as a developer for Vita, whatever, like right. it wasn't even it's like a year, it, it was like a couple of months. So it's like yeah. this developed case and stuff that, that was going to be made. But continue, continue. Precisely. So he's like, you know, he's like, wait, they just basically told us I can't make my last game on Vita. I can't do it. Um, and, and the thing about it is to, to continue to treat that like it's this side thing and it doesn't matter when you have somebody who's grown up with playstation like us right and mm -hmm. we we have reverence for old playstation and you know and, and to say that like like attic mentioned it's like well at some point god award 2018 is an old game at some point right what do you do then so are you saying are you saying that the playstation 4 is the jumping of the playstation 5 should i say is the jumping off point where backwards compatibility is going to matter moving forward mm -hmm. Are you saying that or are you not saying that? You're, they're probably not saying that. They're probably saying, hey, we're going to give you this PS4 back compat because, hey, we sold almost 150 million of these. I don't want to I don't want to lose that base yet. But when it comes to PS6, will you have would you be able to play PS4 games on it? I don't know. I don't no think PS6. so. Exactly. There ain't no PS6. Ain't no PS6. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, it's just not after this. Not after what Phil doing. I really don't care if mm. it, it financially it it's it makes sense for them to do it. Uh, like Hogue mentioned, I think it's a matter of creating value for your for your fan base that's going to continue to support you throughout all of these generations and all of these consoles to create a legacy for them that they can go back to. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like, they, and when I talk about the hubris, it's like, we just care about your money right now. Right. We don't care what you spent in the past. That's in the past. We don't care. We don't care about your feelings. <laughs> and in a very nice, as nice a way as they can possibly say they're saying that. And it just doesn't make any sense when you continue to see Xbox just giving more value to the thing they're offering right. you. So, you know, you cannot, you can no longer say that comparison is, is, isn't one-to-one. -one. Because at some point, somebody's going to look at both these consoles and decide which one they're going to go with. Right. And, you know, it just Xbox keeps making the compelling argument. Now, in terms of the PS Now thing, we've mm -hmm. talked about this forever. How do they, what's a way that they can maintain this legacy, right? right. Put these games in the cloud and allow you to access them in the cloud, right? right. The fact of the matter is we, we heard about this Azure thing with them for, for the longest time. We've heard nothing about them moving servers over to Azure. Right. It, there's been no talk of, of improving PS Now right. at all. 
at all. There's been no talk about, hey, PS Now moving forward is going to be this. Yeah, they mm -hmm. have a bunch of games in there. Right. And yeah, the fact that you can download PS4 games is cool. And I've heard people say, oh, you can download PS2 games. No, no, you can't download PS2 games. Mm -hmm. You can download PS2 games that were that 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 were made available on the PS4. They, they were up, right, they were, right, yeah, right. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, were, yeah, I did know. They were yeah. exactly. They were remade for the PS4 so that you could play them there. Mm -hmm. So obviously, it proves that it can be done. Well, he believes in generations, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he believes in the generations yeah, that he believes in one generation. He, he believes in one generation at a time. Yeah, that's right. His generation. Just, I don't. Oh so it, unless there's is any real movement. In, 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 in PS Now, because PS mm. Now, as it stands now, right. cannot handle pushing all of these games onto there, and that's how their legacy is going to, without, the way, the way Gaikai works, mm -hmm. it's just not nearly as efficient as right. Azure. Yeah, There's no way in hell. Yeah. So the, we would have to really see them talk about, hey, at some point, Azure is going to be the backbone of this, mm -hmm. and this is how we plan to grow this. And if they talk about that, then yeah, then maybe they can do that. But they're right. not talking about it. So right. my belief, like Colin said, mm -hmm. Jim Ryan's on the clock, mm. and I think, and I think what he does with I this, so. I think reading these tea leaves right. is gonna is, is gonna determine where he is. In I a, think in he's a year. highly successful. I think he's in a catbird seat. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's an argument to be made for that. It's Do an argument to be made, made but this funny. MLB the show thing, this MLB the show thing that's, just does it doesn't well, the optics were bad. The optics, the were optics bad. Yeah. you know what's bad, funny? but so mm. me me <laughs> and Cog were talking mm. and I was like uh you know I was like you know what would be funny and I know King's probably not gonna like this statement. Mm -hmm. But I was like F at the end of this generation Jim Dance Move Ryan's made Sony more money off yep. the PlayStation wow. brand than any generation yep. or past leader before. But, and then it becomes it's hard. Be it's going to be hard to, to change the, the course. But look, let, let's let's wrap. I got a we got a ton of super chats. Yeah, that we, we didn't got like read, an absurd. And enough. we got to figure like, out what for, we're going to do about that. And then also out of respect we gotta for read them. the extra guests because I can't have them sit through that. <laughs> uh, Lord Hogue and Lord Undead. All oh, again, I want to thank you guys for coming in the realm, pulling up last minute and giving. Absolutely. First of all, the Lord of Virtual Legality yes. always. A blessing a to have you in the realm, man. Where, yeah. where Colin was a dual treat, nice, nice cameo appearance. You know, guest yeah. Character. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely. Where can the five people find you? What you got going on, sir? Absolutely. Well, uh, people can find me on Twitter at Hogue Law, where I'm regularly talking about my Michigan Wolverines and Woo! video games and law and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, but most prominently, I have the YouTube channel called Virtual Legality, where yes. we talk about the business and law of video games, music, movies, television, and pop culture, mm -hmm. and we do it on a fairly regular basis, although my viewers does, got pretty upset for me taking a week off. So. Yeah, yeah, I was, how, I, 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 I don't know how to handle it. How does a hold to, to, to be covering the gaming industry and so much crazy shit always be happening in the gaming <laughs> I, industry? I tell you what, you know, when I started this in 2018, one of my thoughts was, I, you know, I'm not sure there's gonna be enough content. <laughs> and uh, that, that was quickly uh, that was quickly assuaged as I, I basically can't keep up. I basically have a list, I have a Word document, where I, I have great fans, a great community at, who sends me all these ideas, uh, mm -hmm. and then I, I have to pick one while mm -hmm. also running a law firm. So it's uh, a matter of picking and choosing, but it's a great, it's a great thing. And uh, hopefully uh, my channel is helping to uh, get a little bit more and better information about the specifics yes. of things like the Bethesda deal. Yes. When, uh, maybe some of the articles aren't, aren't as specific as they maybe should be. It, it, what the, the funny thing is, like anytime something happens, like and me and Cog start like 
debating on something. I'm like, dude, until Hulk gives yeah, us yo, that's my new thing. I'm like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm mean, like, until Hulk <laughs> say, I ain't going with that. We gotta, we gotta that's really break nice down this. Say. Absolutely, brother, you are a connoisseur. Like, I need that Hulk video to drop so we can stop this. I like, love, I love what you bring to the gaming space, and I love supporting it because at the end of the day, it's all about clarity and, and learning how these things work from a legal standpoint, from a contractual standpoint, acquisition, all that good stuff. And then obviously, I gotta get the the, the occasional Hulk slander when he when he feels a certain way about certain topics or. Or pop culture. A little, little mass effect. Uh, you yes, know, there's, yes. There's a, there's a Twitter going around with what, what opinion gives you these swords to your neck. I, <laughs> I was going to tweet, hey, Lord Cognito, you don't think I have any of these, do you? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I think everybody does. And, and I love this industry. I love video gaming. And uh, I have my whole life. So it's it's fun to talk about on YouTube and with you all. Absolutely. Uh, and you know what's when, funny? When we, have, when we have that uh, that debate show, yeah. you know you're going to be my cleanup hitter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Originally, I was on call because I was like, he's "Oh, about the mop the floor." <laughs> no, I gotta say, I think Saul's team about the mop. Once he got home, it was listen. Hogan ACG alone. I'll use a sports analogy. You can have all the superstars you want, but you don't got that great team. You gotta play that game. You gotta play the game, baby. So listen, I know what I'm up against, but I'm ready. I'm ready. Absolutely. But look, salute the whole man again for coming through, and again having a fantastic perspectives on things. This is a happy, sad moment for me. What? 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 I'm dead. I know, I know, I know. The the when he elevated. In, I was happy as hell though when he popped in. I the was happy elevated hell. from yeah. a, a long day, oh, an alumni. Now we got to call you an alumni, yes. and now with Android Central, the legend himself pulling up, Nicholas Daly, aka Undead Three XVI. Where can the five people find you? What you got going on, sir? Well, if people want to find me, they can find me on Twitter at Undead Three XVI. I would not recommend it because it's basically swords at your neck opinions. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, And of course, you can find all my written work at Android Central and Windows Central. And I've got a Bioware related piece on what they need to do with uh, Mass Effect. Oh, and you mean like Age fix all the problems with Mass Effect One? That you, are you doing that to make oh, it actually yeah. playable with yeah. Mass Effect Two? You should yeah. focus on that. Being that they're yeah, fixing yeah, things. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. I shoot, I don't miss. We got like a I billion superchats. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I did. I, I interrupted you. You're great, great. No, no, it's fine because you know what? The best part is, is I haven't played a Mass Effect game, so awesome. when the remasters come out, I'm going to come in and I'm immediately going to have a team. Um, I'll be playing through the game going, this is where I'm gonna be at. I feel but, you. Um, I feel. Make sure you play the originals um, first, and then so you get proper context. <laughs> no, no, you play, you play the remaster like, like a normal person. No, no. <laughs> no salute, man. And then again, now before again, respectfully, guess you guys can definitely head out because we have to pay the bills, and I don't want you guys to sit for hey. maybe thirty minutes if we have to do that. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, well, thanks again for having me. Point. Yes, thank you, brother. Yeah. Much appreciated. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. All right, man. All thank right, solve at. How you want to handle? Do you want to do the whole I'm thing? I'm on it. I got oh, it. Oh, no, you on it? Okay, cool. I'm on cool. It. All right. I'm on so it. before you're on it, mm -hmm. I did, I got to do the uh the I didn't even do the poll question, okay. which was um yeah. So new up with the recent announcement of MLB the Show coming to Game Pass day and date. How do you think Sony should respond? A choices are Sony should be more aggressive with timed exclusive game deals and beef up PlayStation Plus quality. B 
Sony should stand pat and focus on high-quality AAA first-party studios. C. Sony should retool and completely reinvigorate PS Now. Or D. I don't care. Game Pass is unsustainable, bad for developers, and real gamers need to buy their games. I didn't see anything for me to get off in that. <laughs> I thought I thought D is going to be, I don't care. Nothing they're going to do is going to matter anyway because it's over. Because <laughs> it's a wrap. $25 million. <laughs> So please write the vote when it $25 goes up. $25 On LordsofGaming.net. Now. Super chats and then outros. Let's get about it. Yeah, we got a lot of yeah, super chats. Hold on, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. We got so we we, we didn't disrespect you guys. We got you. We yeah, got we you. got you. And we thank, only thank had so much hours, guys. You guys, yeah. thank thank you. Uh, we have a lot of super chats. So mm -hmm. thank you guys. You really, really, y'all came Ooh, through. Came through. Um, we got flame five dollars super chat. Mm -hmm. For Phil hath shown his light upon Good Friday and said unto people. Who wants to play baseball? My treat. <laughs> <laughs> the book of X. <laughs> My treat. <laughs> Take your fans out to the ball. Oh, then, we, <laughs> then we have Malik Tyler once again with the $1 Super Chat. Thanks once again for the support. And we got the Everborn Saga. Woo! $2 Super Chat for the watch. If uh, you know, he know, you know. I know what that means. I know what that means. He was on, he was on board with Prime Time. He was no doubt. Then we got Drunken Ninja, $5 super chat. Colin just described how I feel with Outriders. Salute, Lords, and good to see y'all. No Salute. doubt. Thank you. That's right. Then we got our brother, Boom, Double Barrel Gaming, $5 super chat. Shout out to my brothers. This is awesome. Colin, I'm a huge fan. We Salute. NY boys need to collab in the future. Factual. No Factual. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then we got Eric J, the homie, $5 oh, super Jackson. chat. Shout out to my ILP brothers. Blessings. Uh, Blessing us with this special edition Tuesday show in the realm with the one and only Lord Colin Moore. Legendary, legendary, legendary. What a show. Fantastic show. Then we got Gerald Mack, $10 super chat. Shout out to the Lords. Good afternoon. And I have to admit, it's crazy seeing you on a Tuesday afternoon, but just like <laughs> yesterday, where the Lords go, I follow. Oh, no wow. doubt, my brother. Thank you. God, thank brother. you so much. And thank you for that teespring. It's already on its Facts. way, brother. Facts. Um, then we have Ed Kesty, Ed Kesty with the $5 super chat. Question for everyone here. Knowing that the main character of Near Replicant has sold himself into prostitution. Oh my. <laughs> how does this make you feel? Yeah. I um, have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, so there there have been some changes to to, to Near in this remake of the first one. Um mm -hmm. yeah, listen, man, the streets are tough, man. You do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> we read this one already, Lord Jameson, hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate that so much. Then we have Kendrick Starr, five dollars super chat. I had a Saturn with the Switch and four in one cart. Saturn was good. Thank you very much. Oh, there you go. Saturn love. <laughs> then we got then we got rubber knob over here. <laughs> the man, the like I said, the rubber knob. <laughs> I don't like the way you say it. <laughs> As a past Saturn owner, sorry, sorry, in the bushes. The prequel and the sequel trumped. Yes, it did. Yes, this mm -hmm. is true. And we have Mass Erect. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Lords. I'm ready for the smoke. Yes, sir. Yes, King, sir. King got his bars on. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then we got Raiden Blade with the two pound super chat. Hello, gents. Almost missed the show. Outriders fault. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's taking over, brother. Mm -hmm. Then we got Family 108 Dragons TV with the two dollar super chat. What's good, fam? Chat, let's get lit. Happy Tuesday, no doubt, my brother. Mm -hmm. We got one of dragons again, $2 for chat. SOCOM is a classic like Reeboks, 5411 Sony. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. 
Then we got Gamers Play with the five dollars super chat. X Band had fighting games, Mortal Kombat, and Eternal Champions. Oh, yes, Eternal Champions. Yes, it did. Yeah. My friends used to call it Eternal Wackness. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I like Eternal Champions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we got JB Golden, two dollars super chat. Totally on about totally on about the quality. Rip to the cow Megura. Okay, okay, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. We don't keep it pushing. <laughs> then we got our oh, Lord Jameson again with the six with the five dollars super chat. Over six hundred watching. Hit that like button. Yes, Salute, Jameson, Thank rapper. You, then we got Fonzarelli Gaming. Ah, five dollars super yes, chat. No doubt, my brother. Just want to say, awesome show, Lords. Also, I was a huge fan of Podcast Beyond. The chemistry and info was great. Was one of my go-to podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Then we have One Away Dragons TV. Ten dollars super chat. Colin Moriarty is my favorite interview yet. He's dropping mm, real info on journalism and the banter that's being created and being and being willing to separate from the toxic perception. Great job, Lord. Facts. Facts. Yeah, for sure. I saw people in the chat who've never heard of Colin yeah. like, or, or had a certain perception of him mm-hmm. and it came out of the chat different. Yeah, and that, that's, that was excellent. Especially during your moment, so we'll get to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Then we got Drunken Ninja, three dollars super chat. We need a Don DeMarco for Sob's <laughs> amazing insight. Told you that yo, I'm telling you, was Don DeMarco. He was like soft <laughs> preaching, preaching. No doubt, no doubt. We got mass arrest. He back. He back. Xbox gamers doing the Diddy Bob. Yeah, he was in back. Then we got Z Black Rider with the ten dollars super chat. Most of the world can converse. America is the hammer. Don't talk politics you know nothing about. Okay. 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 Then we got Lord. I don't. I didn't know if that was at us. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. I don't don't talk politics anyway, so don't respect the context. Then we got uh, Lord Jameson again, two dollars super chat. No time for Collins top five. We got to it, brother. We got to it. Yeah, we got you, bro. I told you. Saved us there. I had to. I had to. I couldn't let him leave the room without that. Then we got Dan Lazaro with the $5 super chat. Xbox is attacking PlayStation with the death by a thousand cuts method. <laughs> PlayStation is looking down at their body and thinking, oh God, when did that cut happen? <laughs> <laughs> Savages. <laughs> then we got Corey Hale with the $15 super chat. And will be the show Game Pass. I called it. Mm. Profit, Corey Hale, no doubt. Then we have the rubber knob with the $5 <laughs> super chat. <laughs> What if Sony put it on there as a test to see what numbers it brings in, to see if it would be viable to do the same on their platform? No, I'll, I'll, they, I'll answer that for you. They didn't. <laughs> I, I think I think if the if the numbers come back really crazy, you got and, and purchase wise and stuff like that, you might see something strange going on Game Pass. Bro, Remember, you got a numbers dude on the other end. This, this is the this is the epitome of everyone else around that. Except maybe Jerome. I just having the being caught with their pants down. Like I seriously. just want you to know that I have DoorDash coming, and if this isn't over by the time it gets here, Look, I will be eating my burgers. Yeah, right. you okay. that, this, this ain't the first time. This ain't the first time you went and got food. <laughs> like like he act like it's some new threat. After three hours, I'm eating. Go okay, yo, um, uh, so new. Attic, do me a favor. Um, grab from. I thought grab. you were asking for food. I was about to. Pass no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yo, the way he said, yo, oh, addict, Do the DoorDash, make oh, sure God. I get that. Hey, <laughs> All right. The from person. Cat Daddy. From Cat Daddy, grab those because I'm reading and I'm not able to copy these. So from Cat Daddy, just copy those. Cat, get, get from Cat Daddy down. Oh, no. Just Cat Daddy uh, just felt like adding to the workload. No, no. Yeah, exactly. From there. All right. I, I have the actual thing up. So when we get to it, I'll read the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hold on one second. Let me go back to this. 
Um, then we have Vagabundo with the $5 super chat. They're all making it way complicated. It's unlikely MLB employees who play video games all have one console or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And you got Raiden Blade, five pound super chat. Uncle Phil is like, mm, time to release my inner Ichigo. Be <laughs> 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 compliant, bunk guy. Hold my game fast. Oh my oh, God. God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, messy. Hey, messy, messy. <laughs> and we got Mass Rex. Yo, he's in there. Pause. $2 in the chat. This is a chess move. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. We got Raiden Blade, five pound super chat. Now I'm with King David. This might be the last PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. It costs PlayStation to make a lot to de- to make a lot to develop. It's best to put their software on Xbox. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the studio. Just give us your games. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stick up. Stop playing already. Stop I'm playing already. Just give, us playing. Just give us the games. I'm done. <laughs> then we got Raiden Blade again. Two dollars super chat. Oh, it's two pounds super chat. Spider Man Game Pass. Hello. Oh, well. Savages. <laughs> yeah. And we have a uh, mass erect. Yes, yet again. Two dollars to the chat. <laughs> he, was, he was out there. And we got the IOP. Who did that for you? My man Phil yeah. is the one who did that for you. <laughs> Raiden Blade once again, two pounds for chat. The world's most dangerous and nice man, Phil Spencer. Yeah, Phil Spencer has this silent assassin thing going right now. Like he really does. I told y'all from the jump. I you told y'all. No, you said it. I gave it up, up to you on Boom Show. I was like, yeah. I'll. I didn't know if he had that killer, but you. I thought he was super nice, and I wasn't wow. sure. But now he in position. When he he's proven when he's in position. Yeah. Yeah. He got when he got yeah. the gat. You gotta. Yeah. <laughs> you better run. Really he is. don't no longer have the knife and pachinki. He Nine. got a gun. Oh, yeah, time, run. Time, time. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Hold on. Because I ordered food too. I'm just making sure. Yo, we we been here so long. We had to order food live. Then we got. We got this Gil- is an average show. You act like we've been here longer than it we know. It feels right? like we have. This it feels like yeah. yeah, it's, it's only we had the three hour mark. Oh, okay, so this is normal. Yeah, this is normal. Yeah, we yeah. normal. We normal. Right, cool, cool. It's just yeah. it's the afternoon now. So yeah, it's because exactly. I'm not used to it being. It's dark outside. Continue. <laughs> then we got Gilbert Kitchens. Mm. Oh, that's what's up, Gilbert that's Kitchens, $5 super chat. Sony will directly see the number of players jumping into their game via Game Pass. Could this be a move to push Sony to finally compete? We'll see. Yeah, compete by putting their stuff on Game Pass. <laughs> give us your games. Give us, <laughs> give us your games. Give us your games. We'll give you some. We'll stop the beatings. Hand the games over. <laughs> <laughs> then we got six Slayer, five dollars super chat. This is the most ridiculous L ever. It's like Sideshow Bob walking into that field full of rakes, continually slapping him in the face. Oh my god, this is crazy. Not yeah, a good truth. look. Mm-hmm. And we got Mass Erect, yes, again. $2 Super Chat. Spider-Man is next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here it comes, yo. Here it you comes. You guys are being too much. <laughs> when it happens, you'll be like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. snap. <laughs> we got Easy Shock with the $5 Super Chat. This might be the best panel lineup from ILP mm. ever. Thank you so much. Yo, salute, salute. <laughs> And we got King One Supreme, $5 super chat. Mm-hmm. Here to see King put on a Jordan flu game performance. <laughs> First MLB, <laughs> next is Quantic Dream, Detroit Become Human Beyond Two Souls on Game Pass, Book of X. Thank yeah. you, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely had my flu moment. I had to move through the crowd, you know, at Scotty. <laughs> As I was leaning on Scotty, I was looking at Scotty. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> I had to drop and, that double nickel on him. <laughs> then uh, late, late to the show, but Shamar Witherspoon, let's welcome the newest oh, member yeah. of the realm. Salute. Put those crests in the up. chat. The crest oh, up. that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Join the realm today, too. Thank yeah. you, brother. Much, much, much thanks. And we have a Gaming Times Patrick with the $5 super chat. Just wanted to drop some love for the podcast and the esteemed guests. Mm. Yes, thank you. And we got Felix with the $5 Super Chat. Netflix, Disney, HBO Max, Nintendo, and Sony don't own the pipes, don't own the servers. Big direct difference with Microsoft. Mm, yep. That is true. They, they yeah, we lend them out. Sony down with us. <laughs> they invested in We slide in them games them. over. <laughs> then we have RRD with the $2 Super Chat. Shout out to IOP, my favorite podcast. Xbox Whoa. winning. Hashtag <laughs> <Hello>. winning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we have Mass Erect once again. Oh my god. Five dollar super chat. Thank you, brother. Sony needs to save all their pennies in order to compute Xbox now. <laughs> this is wow. true, man. This is Dude, true. That's not that's not false. It mm-hmm. really is. That's that's yeah, sad how it, true it, that is. It's, 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 it's a different fact. No, time on myself. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have Kendrick <laughs> Star, five dollar super chat. I Sony said Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, hey, yo. Yo. We're moving here. We're moving. Out here, <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Star, five dollars in chat. So when you always start slow at launch, it's just more noticeable now because Xbox is killing it like they did in them 360 days. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. Yeah, Man, yeah. This is a fight they ain't gonna get but, up but off this, the floor. This but time. it is, but it is a different fight. <laughs> Phil, yeah, Phil, Phil is in charge. Is yo, you know what I think this is honestly, and I know he's gonna yell out time. Mm-hmm. But you ever seen an old champ like he get in the ring? He just old that night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, I think he got old overnight. That's the that's the yeah. That's the night that they age. Like, yeah, uh, I yeah. think we. I think he's sharing his slip. I see it. You stupid. <laughs> there we, we got Michael, aka Best Dice Finest, two dollars super chat. Sony is dead. God bless. Say oh less. my god. <laughs> he like Kong. <laughs> he like Kong. He needs people to help. <laughs> help. <laughs> so what's up? You want to fight? Help. <laughs> Shoot the missiles. They can't. They won't stop. <laughs> Messy. And then we got Pixel Bit G with two dollars super chat. Blockbuster didn't need to do nothing too. Okay, <laughs> and there they go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they was winning before. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then once again, mass erects with the two dollar super jets. Sony's pockets full of lint, <laughs> like the Joker. Lint in his pockets. Then we got Michael, aka Best Dice Finest, two dollars chat. Rumor that Battlefield Six is also coming to Game Pass. Yeah, that's a high possibility. Mm-hmm. And we have the rubber knob with the ten dollars super chat. Mm-hmm. Sony fans last week were screaming out not to join Game Pass. It was bad for the industry. Yeah, I saw that. That was mm-hmm. a little crazy. Yeah, hashtag no Game Pass. <laughs> now they're screaming we want a PlayStation Pass. Oh, how the post move. The game has changed. Come join us. Rubber knob is in bag. Please. <laughs> then um, we got the rubber knob once again with the five dollars super chat. Xbox be standing on Sony's chest having a scream off. <laughs> Uh, and we have Andy Crawley with the five dollars super chat. Hi, lords, keep rocking in the free world. Thanks for keeping it real. And that yeah, is brother. as far as I got. I got more. Right, um, so I, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You got. Oh, you caught. You caught up yeah, too. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I have it. So we got two dollars super chat from Cat Daddy. 
just felt like add into the workload great <laughs> show. <laughs> Salute, Ken. A two, do- uh, two super chat from Mass Erect. Xbox to buy my bum is on your what? list. Xbox to sell my bum is on your list. What is going wow. on? Wow. <laughs> well, we got a $5 yeah, super chat from, from the wise old gamers. So, uh, Phil to Sony. Your go belongs to the streets. <laughs> Shout out to wise old gamer. He put up the crest, so he got a picture up. I saw that picture. Yeah, that's what's beautiful. Up. You almost beautiful, made me cry man. on yeah, it. We got a $5 super chat from a damn mess. Mass. Adam, Adam Mass. Adam Mass. A damn mess. <laughs> 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 for some reason, since he had the A capitalized, I thought that was the individual. It is what it Shout is. Shout out to a damn mess. A damn mess. the streets, did she emerge into the streets? Shall she return? I am Phil. I I saw I dropped the bag and took from you. Who did like, that for you? Yo, he got like, bars. We got to read that right. Let me say from the... Adam Mass with the five files in the chat. From the streets did she emerge, and to the streets she shall return. I am Phil. I came, I saw, I dropped the bag, and took from you. Who did that for you? <laughs> oh <my laughs> gotta give that to Biblical. No. He was in his bag when Why he created that some one. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yeah, like he got real <laughs> Biblical with that super chat. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, Victor. We got a $2 super chat from Victor. Great show support. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank, you, thank you. We got a $5 super chat from Hustle and Motivate. Y'all keep up the great work. You all are truly uh, inspirational, onward and upward. Oh, thank you, brother. We got a $5 super chat from Black Ronin. You didn't say nothing, man. Next time, say something. <clears throat> thank you, you got a $5 super chat from Gaming Forte. Words can't express how proud you guy uh you got made me this mm. was a momentum achievement and this is the only the beginning mm. shout out to my second family the iop hold on a second Adam. let me read this from jb golden because that the the, the cal magura thing yeah he said lord sob that super chat was way back during the game facts talk yes i know uh yeah. cal magura was one of the main super writers of fighting game facts look at that we probably used this guy's work so many times that yeah, we didn't yeah, remember but his no name. yeah thank you no Salute. doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a $5 super chat from Brap. Salute, Lords. Need to catch the replay. Dope. Thank you, we got a We got a $5 super chat from Slow No, no, let, let, hold on. Let's solve read that. From Slow Mo? Yes, let's solve read that one. <laughs> Why? Why? No, no, you need to read that. No, you need to read that. Evening, gentlemen. Addict, great show as usual. Just here to remind you that people refuse to play Mass Effect 1 until it's fixed. Mass Effect 2 didn't need the remaster. <laughs> yeah, he did doing the long He need to read that. Yeah, he need to read that. You know, anytime. You know what's funny? Yeah, this is exerting his power over Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Listen, the host can control the narrative. Continue. All I have to say, if all you have is a Okay, I think Cognitive. Eddie Little wins. Cognitive charges brought up him for leading the witness. Listen, I know, right? Slow is the homie. He knows. Slow that, 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 all I got my shit. Time, time, All I'm saying is that these are the only. These are the only. Hurry up and read it before they do more. Let's go. Last one. Last one. Gerald Mack. Five dollars super chat. I know you're ready to eat. I'm just trying to keep you. You didn't keep so we can leave. Cut it out. Look. All right. Let's get our outros out. Lord Attic. Tremendous show today. Proud of y'all, my brother. Proud of you. Where can I find people find what you got going on, sir? Find me on Twitter at Lord Addict IOP. Uh, you can also find my last show, The Addict Show. Uh, I did yesterday on my uh, man, we got a two dollar super chat from Gaming Forte. <laughs> hey, King Boo Boo. <laughs> hey, King. Hey, Forte. Hey, Forte. You can find my you can find my 
We got a two dollars from Tesla. I'm so motivated. Hold, hold this W. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Let, let me say this really fast. Uh -huh. You can find me on Twitter, Lord Addis IOP. You can find me uh, in King doing our second uh, mm -hmm. show on. Yes. Um, it takes, on, it takes two tomorrow. I don't mm -hmm. know what time it's going to be, probably around mm -hmm. noonish, oneish. Yeah. Uh, you can also find uh, my last show, The Addict Show. I did my impressions on the PlayStation 5 with mm -hmm. Kid Smooth. Now let's hurry up and do these actions before they troll us more. Let's go. Oh, go. man. Here we go. The, uh, the wise old game of $5 Super Chat. I want to honestly thank you. Nothing I can say, nothing I can say can convey my gratitude. I feel if it wasn't for your prayers, I wouldn't be here. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I, mean, I love you, know, brother. You, love yeah, you, brother. You, it's you good to see you again. Behind you, 100%. Did we get Hustle Motivate? Hold this W? Yes. Yeah. And then you got to get... Continue. The, go, 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 go. Mass there erect. Mass erect. The $2 different chat. Pause. <laughs> yeah, hey, Forte is pause. Frank Lauren in $5 different chat. Shout out to the Lords on a Tuesday. Think my last super got snipes for song lyrics. Oh, oh really? Oh, Great okay. stuff as always. Really? really? That's crazy. That's interesting. I know they can snipe a super chat. So, Lord, yeah, Lord Soft, where can they find people for... First of all, again, proud of you, brother. Salute, proud of all of you, but uh, definitely proud of you, Saul. You was in your bag, got everybody emotional, you know what I'm saying? But you were spitting yeah. your bars, you had to get it off. So. Listen, man, uh, you. A big, big shout out to, you know where you can find me. I'm going back to work a couple of days, so I'm going to enjoy this, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, <laughs> while I can. But uh, big shout out to Colin, man. I, I hate these I think people. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they trolling read, us now. They read this. Us. Read it. You're not ending the show. Read it. <laughs> they are trolling. Oh my God. Had it gave me time to get another one off. <laughs> but real quick, on Colin, like for me, you you guys know what we represent here at ILP. You know that. You know. You put the rest we... of the um the 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 games in the super chat. Yes. They, I, I, yeah. 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 I put yeah. them okay. in. Sorry. Uh, you know what we represent. We're gonna talk to anybody and everybody in the industry. We don't we don't go with any of that sort of cancel Facts. culture stuff. Colin is a dude that I followed from the very beginning of, of his sort of gaming career, mm -hmm. and the dude is is so intelligent and he's always been very gracious. And, and everything what happened that that was just not a good look for us as as a gaming community. Mm -hmm. And I hope if the one the one thing that I hope that came out of this is that people who came into this thinking that they knew Facts. about Colin Facts. came out with a different perspective. perspective. Yeah. And if you didn't know about him, you came away saying, yo, this dude is somebody I got to follow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm... It, it, you know, I forgot to say something because I'm trying to end the show before, you know, more mm -hmm. <laughs> attack us with Super Chats. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to, you know, thank you, Colin, for coming on. Like, I, I want to just point into the kind of perspective. People calling size are almost impossible to get all of them. Yeah. And then if yeah. you get a hold of them, Nine times out of ten, they've given you some type of excuse. And it's not necessarily anything bad on their character or anything like that. But we're just some random email emailing them. And, yeah. Yeah. and you know, Colin was like, I got you. Send me an email. And I've been talking to him since February. And he came on the show. Yeah, and that's, that's a very Attic, rare sight. Attic made it happen. And at the end of the day, like I said, you yeah, know, I respect, yeah, respect for, the, for him choosing our platform. To, to trust up you know trust that witch so definitely get that super chat this song sure. finish D DJ Birdo with the father last okay, chat he, hold he gotta on. get that he gotta get that he gotta get yeah. the baby at the end <laughs> oh yeah hold on let's keep it going a bit longer King Sony baby <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to give we're gonna have to give like copyrights to mm -hmm. the he took that and made no it doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah, man, that's obviously bad. Lloyd King, you was on fire today. Got a couple of bars off, but you know, you 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 were in your back. You're in your back, but I, definitely proud of say, you. Though. Um, definitely proud of you too. You know, from hearing his story from Solve, uh, because I don't I don't go to other people, uh, you know, stuff. I don't I don't I don't I'm really 
trust me, I'm all in my head trying to figure out ideas on trying to break the ceiling, you know, because they, they, every time you turn around, somebody tries to put a ceiling on top. And, um, you know, shout out to Attic for the diligent work. Shout out to Cog for the mm -hmm. diligent work. Shout out for, to Saul for the diligent work. Um, today, I was just a passenger, to be honest with you. And I was enjoying the ride. Um, Colin is, uh, first of all, he's a Jet fan. <laughs> so so when he jumped on, you already know from that point on, we were really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and very insightful on a lot of things. Shout out to Hogue, shout out to Undead. Uh, I love oh, those yeah. guys. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they come on. Hogue, Hogue is doing a hell of a lot of passion. And Undead, even though I want you with us, I understand that you, you know, mm -hmm. bigger and better, baby. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and I respect that, but hopefully we get so damn big we can bring you back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. and, and pay you how mm -hmm. you're supposed to be paid, sir. You mm -hmm. know, because you know, right now, you know, we're not making anything. Mm -hmm. So um, but it was a great show today. Yeah, it was, no, it was. my bad. I forgot to call out Hogue and Undead, man. Yeah. I haven't seen Undead. Right, yeah, you, you over the moon right now. You but, but Hogue, yeah, man. Yeah. I love Hogue's insights and the fact that you know, like he he's on Colin's show a lot. These two really vibe well together. Mm -hmm. they, so it was good to see them on a panel together. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say that um, just you know, no, go ahead, go ahead. but uh, five p.m. I told these dudes I don't care what day it is, for 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 certain guests, I I really actually I don't really care anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to make sure that we are success. Period. Yeah, and you know, um, it was just it was fun. Yeah, it, this this it, it was really fun. I think I like Tuesday. No, I'm just I'm just, yeah, easy. I'm just messing with y'all. I'm just messing with y'all. We're going back to Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, put down the put down a tiki torch. I've done it. Not the Lord's Day, but now nah, look, man. Tremendous episode. Super proud of you guys. Super proud of this episode. And um just everyone who showed out, you know, because at the end of the day. You know, what y'all don't know behind the scenes is a lot of times, you know, we'll get, oh, you can't have this person on and, and all this other nonsense. And, and we're not about that. We've always been, like Soft said, about inclusion. We don't care about your background, ethnicity, religion, sexuality. True. None of that stuff matters. At the end of the day, if you're a passionate gamer, you know what I mean? Most likely you can conduct yourself well and have an intelligent discussion, you'll be on, on the show. So yep. at the end of the day... That's what the focus is. And it's kind of funny. Hold on, I just got to say this last part. Got it, is that I saw some people unfollow me, and I thought that was quite humorous <laughs> because of this. But at the end of the day, you don't know what the mission is. You clearly did not listen. You don't listen to the show. You know, If you knew what we were about and you just had listened to the discussion objectively, right? This is about love. This is about gaming. This is about yep. the common bond that, that, that unites us. So other than that nonsense, I forget focusing on any negativity. This is great. You guys showed out. This was fun. Salute to Colin. Salute to Hogue. You know what I mean? Salute to, to Undead. And salute to my brothers, man. We killed that. And at the end of the day, I'm proud. I'm proud. I don't care. And no one follows going to stop what we, the mission that we're on. You know what I mean? Kind of sure. thing. We ain't playing that click stuff. No one's going to tell the Lords what they can do with this platform. We built this. So that's all I got to say. There. But and and I want to point out mm -hmm. that because of you guys coming here every week, we have a better success rate than we did two years ago reaching out to people like this. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, mm -hmm. yeah. I'd reach out to certain of these guests, and we got some big guests for you in the future. I ain't going into oh, that. It's but, lit. Yeah. It's you lit. know, you know, it we, it's easier to get them when you have a community that's like, right. yo, we mess with them. And, and right. that's on you guys. You and guys do that. One last thing I put, put the chest out is that, you know, 
generally when people do come on, even if they don't know who we are, I'm proud that they have a good time. And, and one of the greatest compliments is when your peers say, yo, I like what you got, you guys are doing. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And that means a lot, but continue. And, it, and then, yeah, to, to speak on the chat quickly mm -hmm. again, you guys were fantastic. Oh, they were on fire. Absolutely fantastic. We had maybe like one person in there trolling with mm -hmm. negative stuff and that was shut down real quick. Mm -hmm. and, and again, if that person had stated their opinions in a way that respectful. wasn't combative and, and respectful, mm -hmm. we have no problem with that. Right. And if you if you remember that, you can have whatever kind of discourse you want in our chat without a problem. Right. But it's all about love, it's about respect. Facts. Everybody has a right to their opinion. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is about. Preach it. Uh, Let's get these super chats yeah. to the road. Michael, aka Best Size Finest, two dollars super chat. Quick reminder: PlayStation is dead. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to finish to out finish the show, today. mass erect with the two dollars super chat. I'm mass erect. This is my favorite <laughs> podcast. Facts. You sound like Commander <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> Yo, Sit salute. Mass erect. <laughs> We're about to be out of here again. Thank you guys for pulling up. Tremendous. Thank you guys. And us, like I said, double feature this week. We come right back. Sunday in the Lord's Day. Got another special guest. I'm not going to reveal it just yet and until Friday. I but do, what's that? What's that? I do want to point out that. Hold up. Before I get the food at your mouth, sir. <laughs> I do want to point out that mm -hmm. we will be doing a little bit more things in the future. Mm -hmm. And um, just be looking out for the stuff like the uh, the Patreon and stuff because we're going to be posting some stuff in there. No doubt. Yeah, we're gonna give you a, a ton of ton of stuff to eat, like Attic is eating right now. Facts. So we gonna eat too. <laughs> Look, man, yeah. I told you, my food is already done. Look, we gone. Yeah. Round. See y'all Sunday. Peace. Peace. Peace.